Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Monday morning. You know the good thing about Monday morning? The trains and the buses are going to be empty because it's half term. The little, the little lovelies will be away from school today, so expect shoplifting to increase. <laughs> oh, come on. Goodness sake. That's, yes, they're off today. It's, 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 um, I know you said bank holiday. It's not bank holiday. It's, uh, it's half term. So you get two weeks freedom, which is fantastic, isn't it? It just means the little lovelies will be out on the street, you know, with their cans of 7-Up and stuff like that later in the day. Uh, smart TVs and voice-activated assistants can tell if you're cheating on your partner. Yeah, and what's the point of that? Are you cheating? Yes. I don't think you need a smart TV. Uh, also, roast. Doing a roast dinner is more toxic than city fumes. They did one the other day, and uh, it was not very good. Martina Navratilova says male-born trans athletes who compete against women are cheating because they're men. It's interesting, isn't it? And thousands stranded at the airport as the half-time, uh, half-term flights were axed after the regional airlines' dis- demise. What did I say to you the other day? You know, only somebody really stupid would go to the airport knowing that their airline has gone under and everybody was saying, do not... I mean, perhaps these people live in cloud cuckoo land or something. And they were told, don't go to the airport unless you've got flights booked with another airline. God knows we put it out on LBC enough. Also, viewers of the (laughs) nail-biting new thriller Baptiste have been shocked to find out that the female lead actress was, in fact, born male. She's, uh, She's trans... And in fact, she's a very good friend, I think, or an admirer of... Oh, I can't remember now. Is it Caroline Cosey? Caroline Cosey was uh, a model years ago, a uh, sex change. And she became a Bond girl. And I think she also posed topless for the son. I think her and her sister posed topless. But she was, she was very, very... I'm sure it's Caroline Cosey. I might, I might be wrong on that one. But a very, very successful model. And people going... She's she was a boat bloke. Am I right, Caroline? Yeah. And she was she also did the Smirnoff advert riding behind the Loch Ness monster. And then she became a Bond girl. And people are going, she was a man. And you go, yes. Why would this be so surprising? I know quite a few trans transgenders. Also, that three hundred and fifteen million pound painting said to be by Da Vinci, first name Leonardo, won't be shown at the Louvre because they now think it's a fake. Bloody good fake, I tell you. Somebody paid through the nose for it. Uh, And also, they picked up a Brit Award back in 1989 when everything was only in black and white. And uh, Bross, apparently, had been drafted in at the last minute to dish out a gong at this year's Brit Awards. In other words, they weren't even first choice. They went, oh, oh, somebody dropped out. Uh, Do you think Bross will be available? Hang on, I'll find out. Is is Bross available? Uh, Yeah, 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 Bross, Bross, love you. And, uh, yeah... So they're going to turn up again. Matt will be turning up in one of his funny little hats. But don't worry, because they're going on tour again. So excited. Really not. Uh, Glenn Hoddle on how he nearly died a few months ago when he had his cardiac. But that was all in yesterday's papers. The Sun have reprinted it again today. Uh, What was the other one? Oh, the main fight this weekend was at Haydock Park, where more than 100 peasants decided to start a fight. Some poor woman and her kid got caught up in the middle of it. Dreadful. Not so good, is it, really? Uh, and, um... Da, 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 da. Oh, it's the end of line for peak fares in the shake-up of the rail ticket pricing. I don't understand it. You don't understand it. Nobody understands it. Paul says, I suppose this creep, Shamima Bagan's going to make a tidy sum from newspapers. Do you think, um... Do you think she was paid by Sky? 
They turn up. Who's the woman who's holding her baby? Can't she hold her own baby now? That's a little bit embarrassing. If indeed it is her baby, you seem to be suggesting that she might be a compulsive liar all the way through. And uh, she says she's had a good time over in Syria. It's made her a different person. Good. Well, bloody well stay there then. Nobody wants you back here. I appreciate the fact she's British. I appreciate the fact, but I'm sorry, you don't just come back after being a pathetic little 15-year-old who wasn't radicalised on the internet. She sought them out. I had to explain that to somebody the other day who said that they actually targeted her. They didn't. You don't sit there at home and you're on your computer and it goes, bing, message from ISIS. Would you like to come and join us in Syria? We have a lovely house and there's loads of paedophiles over here who would be loving to get to grips with you. And the answer is she actively sought them out. They didn't sought, seek her out. They just look for those sort of sort of people. Uh, she's very media savvy, have you noticed? Very media savvy. Still wants to come back here to do what? She's had the kid. You can stay in that camp. Funny, though, she had it so quickly after... I mean, do you think they would have flown her back? Of course not. Of course not. Tom says, I think Shamima will have agents queuing up to represent her. Of course. Of course. Good Lord above, we said that a week ago. If she came back to this country, I can think of at least four agents off the top of my head who will be signing her up and they'll be going, yes, she's available to talk about life, you know, under ISIS and everything else. She was asked quite clearly by Sky, do you think that you could be unradicalised or whatever it is. And she went, no, I don't think so. She still supports them completely. She still supports them. So as far as I'm concerned, dear, bloody well stay there. Nobody likes you. They really don't. She says she's just a housewife. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. But uh, also there was another one on the front page of the Times. It's emerged a 15-year-old was stopped from going to Syria whilst on the plane with terrorist material, but wasn't prosecuted. What do the police do nowadays? Can somebody possibly explain to me? Oh, dear. Also, uh, Novichok, the spy's health, is failing. So I haven't got sort of better. Now he's failing again. And Anthony Joshua, who apparently boxes. I don't... I've heard of him, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. Uh, there's a lawyer for Shamima Begin's family. For what? She went over there. What have they been doing for the last four years, her family? I don't quite understand... Oh, they've been accused of certain things, so they've called a lawyer in. God, I tell you, it becomes more messy by the day. Doesn't it? It it really, really, you know, it becomes a little bit messy. She's quite clearly very savvy on this one. And the family, I mean, for four years, I mean, somebody said the other day, who they were talking to, was it Majid? Saying, if my daughter had upped and left and gone for four years, I'd have been chasing after her like there is no tomorrow. Regarding your conversation on motorway driving, oh, God, that was three weeks ago. You're way out of touch, mate. If I saw you doing 70 miles an hour in the middle end, I would be right up your bumper flashing my lights. And if you didn't move, I may even ram you. You're a bit stupid, aren't you, honestly? I know we get thick people. You know, I appreciate the fact it's early hours of the morning. said you should move into the inside lane. Well, you would be a tailgater and you would be prosecuted. Luckily, I have cameras on the back of my car as well as on the front of it. Lane hogging is one of my pet hates. Come on, be honest. You're an old girl and you don't drive. OK, you're another one of those. Uh, well, they call them trolls. Did you see that poor old Jordan's son got trolled? Somebody put, I think, uh, Harvey's face over the, uh, the Begum woman. And he, he then wrote, why would you want to do that? Because they're like that person there, a bit thick. Bit thick. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, I, I love the thickos because they really dig their own grave, don't they? Uh, read Darren's conversation about the free licence fee of the over 75s. Why don't the BBC show adverts I don't... and do away with the TV licence fee altogether? Um, well, because then that... I mean, to be honest with you, I'm all in favour. It doesn't bother me. I think a lot of BBC programmes show adverts. Of course they do. They don't... Inadvertently, they don't know. 
that they're showing adverts, but believe you me, they are. Can't Cook, Won't Cook was a classic example of a free plug if you were prepared to give some food and things like that. Oh, they'd have loads of programmes. It's not physically possible to do EastEnders without doing plugs for things. So when they go into the corner shop, they have to have items on the shelves. That's called plugging. That's called plug. But how else are you going to manage it? You can't manage it in Rita's corner shop. <laughs> Where's your thing? Where's your um your ukulele? We're still waiting for this. Yeah. Is it very big? How, how is it it's quite small. Is it like a little when I'm cleaning windows? Oh shut up, you don't know anything about ukuleles. You don't even know what one is. You don't know what it is. You're Scottish, you're from Aberdeen. You've got <laughs> Yeah, I know a little bit music, yeah. This morning. Oh, by the way, this morning we're still wearing the uh, the the, uh, the sort of the jumper thing that doesn't fit. It doesn't, and you knew it didn't fit when he came in. And even the producer, and he knows about clothes fitting. He said it doesn't fit, and then he, and then he took it off. And I said, no, you you can put it on. No, he doesn't because it's too tight. He can't breathe. That's the trouble. So we're waiting for some clothes that fit and a blooming ukulele. How's your Monday going? Going well, is it? Going well. I like a Monday. So anyway, so as I explained over the weekend, but you might have missed it, but I think it's unlikely I've seen the figures. Uh, I had the aortic scan the other day. It's very quick. It's very, very quick. But it hurts because she's pushing down because she's got to push so that they can see through whatever's in your tummy round to your aorta. Anyway, passed with flying colours. Passed with flying colours. And uh, so, that, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference, apart from the fact that if, as I pointed out over the weekend, you get one of these letters, if you're a man, saying, come and have it checked, you should go have it checked. Because if it's expanding and then it bursts, I lose a listener. And we don't want to lose a listener. We like having listeners. Very much indeed. But, uh, Martin, yeah, I think uh, free licence fees for the over-75s. Bearing in mind, not all over-75s need a free licence fee. There are loads of, of people who have, you know, money. P- people who've probably been in a house for years and years and years. I was speaking to a friend of mine, and his, uh, his, his mother's in a house. And it's very difficult because she's, uh, she's getting on a bit now. She's over 90. And so they're going to move her somewhere else. Then they thought they'd rent the house out, which I think is a very good idea. Very good idea. But just make just make sure that you rent with the right people. So much easier. Uh, da Vinci or Banksy? Art is art, but I'm no Brian Sewell. Yes, you are Brian Sewell. You used to appear on LBC, Brian. You had a peculiar gay voice. It was sort of terribly, terribly like that. Used to go out with Anthony Blunt. Anthony Blunt, the, uh, what do they call Anthony Blunt? He was the, uh, he was the, uh, I can't remember what they called him, actually. He was a spy, Anthony Blunt. He was certainly done for something. <coughs> him and uh, Brian used to share a house together. He was a traitor, that's right, I thought he was. Uh, so, uh, Darren was talking about the BBC fee. I stopped paying BBC fee in 2016. I can afford it, but I don't want to pay it. What am I paying Sky for? I don't know. I don't know. I always think if you're paying that amount of money to Sky, I mean, that is a huge amount of money. I mean, some people, they go, we've got the whole package. Now, I don't have Sky because I don't have a dish. And I appreciate the fact that probably certain, I get enough free channels on my television to cope with everything. Seriously. I mean, really, really good, actually. So I used to get like eight letters a week reminding me to pay the fee, but the letters stopped coming. I'm 31 and hopefully they won't jail me because I, I don't want to pay the BBC fee. The worst thing is that they, 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 they will actually come after you. They, they do prosecute, especially now I pass your details on to them. I'm sorry. I can't help it. You have to pay for it. That's it. And, it, it, and they, they literally come round. I admit 
that the uh, the licensed detector vans were not much cop, but all they'll do is check your address against uh, against a license. If you don't have it, it's instantly in court. They're, they're not going to come round and faff around. They really don't. They stopped TV licenses in Australia in 1974. I've just paid my um, uh, what have I paid? Car tax. Car tax. It doesn't run out till the end of this month, but I mean, better to get it done now, isn't it? And so I've got that. Sorted out the VAT on Sunday. I discovered a quick way. Normally what I do is I log on to a... What are you looking at? All right. Well, don't do that. Can you drop down a little? I'm a bit Nick Abbott this morning, I'm afraid. Just not... That's better. Can you go lower? That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, that... Oh, that's even better. That's very good. Yes. If you stay there for the remainder of the programme. I'm like Nick Abbott. Nick Abbott looks up and if he sees people looking at him, he doesn't like it. So every time I come in the studio, I can always tell when he's been in because this chair, my chair, my chair is practically on. I can still see the top of your hair. Uh, You've not had that sorted out with a haircut, have you? You look a bit like Bam Bam. Looking a bit worrying. But anyway, and I can always tell because my chair is on the floor. So it takes me ages to get the chair up. Anyway, so I thought the thing that the trick to do. Sorry, you can come back up now. You've suffered for your art. You've got to do something about the hair, though. You really have. It's, it, it, it is very much Flintstones. Meet the Flint. I can see what you're doing. Seriously. Oh, that's so much better. That Begum look is really in at the moment. Could be a fashion statement. Do you know, actually, I'm, I'm sure I've seen you in... Did I see you in Ben-Hur? <laughs> or something. You look like Lawrence of Arabia, don't you, really? That's such a good look, actually. Nobody can tell. And I think, you know, if you don't have looks... Cover up what little thing you've got. That makes it so much easier. What was I? Oh, yes. So what I used to, I used to go to HMRC's site and then I get out the invoices, six invoices I need to find. And then you have to put down the invoices without VAT. Then you have to times that. Once you've added those up, then you times that by the amount of VAT that you pay. OK. And, and then you do it. But I thought this time, if I get out all the information, then I log on to the site. It took three minutes. It was so, so fast. I was I was so pleased. So I now know what VAT I'm paying on the 7th of 7th to the 12th, I think, of March, which is good. Arjun is banned. Arjun is banned. Does that mean he's banned of girl guides, says Dan? We're telling ITV that the GC demanded he book her in at the Dorchester. This is a week old news. Week old news. I mean, he says, if I saw those two coming down the hallway, I'd be thinking the place was going downhill. Must be desperate for business. I mean, that's what he or she also wanted 100 roses. But he has he doesn't actually have a, a living, does he, really? He sort of he just faffs around. He's just a bit bit pathetic, really. But as I say, if they get married, it'll be the miracle of all miracles. It'll never happen. Never happen. And um, Shamima must have gone into the dark web to find out about ISIS, because as far as I know, it wouldn't be allowed to stand on the net. It being a terrorist organisation. Well, what she did was she she made inquiries and then somebody obviously found her and then they, they contacted her. All she wanted to know, she wanted to know how to get to Syria. And so they told her how to do it. First of all, thieve money. Only a schoolgirl. She wasn't radicalised at all. She wanted to go. She actively sought them out so she could go there because she seriously believes that under Islamic law, beheading is OK. That's how thick she is. That's how thick she is. She believes. I mean, where she gets this from, I've got no idea. No idea. Philip says, I don't bother with uh, with Sky either. There's enough rubbish on Freeview without paying for more of it. Yeah, sometimes they have some good good programmes, don't they? Don't they? I mean, I, a lot of people have it for the sport. I, I couldn't be bothered. I, I, as you can tell, I'm not a sporty sort of person. I wouldn't be remotely interested in, you know, watching... F- I mean, football matches, for me, are click. That's like... And I'm trying to think what else is click on the television. 
I mean, it's probably quite a number of sort of programmes where I would go, click, not remotely interesting. Uh, so the jihadis playing the poor little me, I was only 15 card. And no, Steve, she's not simple. She's a lying, conniving, clever so-and-so. Well, I mean, she is. She says she was fine. She, she misses it. She had a good time in Syria, made her a different person. That's how thick she is. She, I mean, you know, she isn't... I don't think she's playing the poor little me. I think she mis, mis, uh, misreads the British public. Misreads the British public at all. She said, I'm just a housewife. People should have sympathy for me. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't got any sympathy for you at all. I'm surprised, actually, that... Don't parents see this going on? Do they have sort of, you know... I mean, or is she carrying on two different lives? Don't know. Why was traitor Anthony Blunt protected by the royals? Well, because he looked after the Queen's pictures, I believe. That's why. So uh, he was the head of Queen's pictures, as far as I remember. And I am old enough to remember Anthony Blunt. He was just some old traitor from years ago. And uh, Sewell used to come into LBC on a regular basis. I used, to, I used to love listening to his voice. His voice was the most entertaining thing about Brian Sewell. It was a bit like that. It was sort of like upper class, but without being upper class. He just looked at pictures. I never understood art. I can't explain away art to anybody at all. I've really got no idea. I look at a picture, if it looks like... So I never got Picasso. I thought a three-year-old could have done anything like that. Oh, some splodgy lines here and splodgy lines there. And that's it. And they go, oh, that's worth a lot, isn't it? No. I want to see Rembrandts. I want to see proper pictures. Much better. It's Carol McGiffin's birthday today. Uh, always considered her and Jane Moore, the voice of good. Re- Absolutely. Yes. And I, I like uh, I like Miss Sawala as well. Lillian Eastbourne says the TV license man came knocking last week. I told him there's nothing but repeats and reruns. So I handed him last year's license and closed the door. He says, I'm old. Yes. Well, of course, you would be old. You're in Eastbourne and you're called Billy. You know, I mean, Billy is an old name and Eastbourne is, I mean, that is like another one of God's waiting rooms. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I mean, if I see another picture of the Beckhams at a fashion show, I think I'll sort of throw myself off the top of the Empire State Building. How many more pictures of this boring family do we need to see? Where they all have to dress up in daddy's outfits or mummy's outfits. Be more entertaining if they wore mummy's outfits. And so... uh, the Beckham's there, and still, I mean, I don't know, can't, we'll have to wait till the next set of figures come out to find out whether or not she's actually doing the business. In fact, I came through Piccadilly Circus earlier on, and there's a big Victoria Beckham billboard that runs, and I'm thinking, they're trying everything, aren't they? They're trying everything. I'm not sure if it's working or not. So they all sit there wearing daddy's flat caps, looking for all the world like a cheap uh, sort of tribute act to... Uh, here we go, Dan Amorgay, all that kind of stuff. It's an old Chaz and Dave tribute. I mean, they look ridiculous. They absolutely, But mind you, Dave looked a bit ridiculous as well. And now Harper's got the same hairstyle as Anna Wintour. It's so exciting. Harper is 105. Uh, Robin says, why do all households with someone over 75 get a free TV licence? Why not just those where all the residents are over 75? The welfare of pensioners is a responsibility of society and government, not broadcasters. I don't know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be quite handy, wouldn't it, if, you, if your mother or father lives with you. They, they, they get the free licence. You, you watch it for free. I think that's how it works. And then pe- people have tried before to actually get away with it, haven't they? They've actually sort of said, oh, don't, don't worry, I only watch DVDs on my television. No, they're going to have you anyway. And, and it's, bearing in mind, it's based against your address. You know, it's uh, simple. Uh, Steve, hearing you talk about Brian Thuel... Uh, reminds me of the quote that was made shortly after he died. There was a wonderful quote made about him. That he's the only person that made a queen sound common. Yes, he was terrible. We got Brian Sewell's voice, actually. There must be... It's, you have to hear it, because it's, it's, it's so unique. 
It's so unique that uh, that you have to go. Does he really talk like that? Sort of. I think that's about as accurate as it's going to get. But we 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 can give you a little little sampling of Brian talking about. Uh, he talked about art and everything else. And here he is. Uh, he, 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 this was a uh, uh, something that came out in in the year uh, ninety, I think, nineteen ninety. How to be an art critic, okay? The time factor is essential, and the repeated experience is essential. Um, I, when when people say, "How should I look at pictures?" my my answer is always the same. And it is this, that you go to the National Gallery, for example, and you do not look at every picture. So terribly, terribly boring. You look at a picture that in some way communicates with you. There is something about the picture that makes you pause. Yes. You can imagine. Yes, all right. Yes, yes, thank you, dear. It's very sweet. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. I mean... I mean, art is bloody boring. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, it's either a picture you like or it's a picture you don't like. And because he sort of talked those slowly about... You begin to think I mean, you could nod off in the pauses. It's as simple as that. Brian Sewell, not with us anymore. He's probably boring them up in heaven, I should imagine. In South Africa, say, Paul and Wayne, you can't buy a TV without proof of a TV licence. But anyway, the TV here is terrible, so it's Netflix for us. Yes, I mean, over here, when you, when you buy a television, you have to give over your name and address, and uh, they then pass it on to the licensed people. So uh, it's, it's the stores that are going to dob you in. Simple as that. But I, I can't imagine what South African television is like. What do, do, you have, do you have all the usual programmes? You know, today in South Africa, somebody had their car hijacked, you know. <laughs> today we went down to the beach to see penguins. A friend of mine's got... Um, uh, got a factory over there he makes embroidery <laughs> sounds a bit camp doesn't it so he makes embroidery for for denim jackets and it's very popular and i've often thought i'd like to go there because it's not very expensive uh to go to south africa you, you can eat out very cheaply very very cheaply and uh, good food and everything else it's just that parts of it sound a bit dangerous to me <laughs> it's a bit like going downtown los angeles downtown los angeles is a wee bit dangerous i think especially if you've got a car that's marked higher or something like Same in South, in South Africa, actually. Uh, Pablo says, wasn't Brian Cockney really... Uh, wasn't Brian Cockney. Wasn't Brian Sewell really a Cockney? I, I don't know. I think I'm a bit of a Cockney. Uh, but, you know, up the uh, apples and pears. And, uh, d- d- yes. And my old man. End of story. <laughs> no, he was just novel. I like people with unusual voices. I do like... I was watching a thing on the television the other day of people doing impressions on the television and there was one guy who did all the cartoon characters. He was good. He was very, very good. Uh, Steve, these extremists who live here must be laughing at us knowing they can go abroad, kill innocent people, bearing in mind, you know, she's, she's done nothing apart from go there, but I think the support is enough. She said, I haven't done anything, you know, uh, this is hours after she gave birth. You don't seem to believe that at all. I don't know why people don't believe that she's given birth. And in fact, 90% of you also don't believe that she lost two other children. And also, you asking the same questions that I was asking more than a week ago. You know, why did she only want to come back on child number three? You know, why has she not renounced them? And the answer, because she sympathises with them. She understands beheadings and executions. She thinks that's the Islamic way forward. I mean, she's that far removed from society. Bit embarrassing, isn't it, really? 
But, uh, Steve, as for them being put in prison after fighting in Syria, be like a holiday camp. Well, Trump's thinking of turf- turfing out 800 of them. Simple as that. Uh, Steve, read the Beckham Hovis look. Isn't the flat cap a symbol of the working class man? Honest toil, whippets, glass of ale after work and a bag of chips with gravy. Aye, yes. You only have to look at the poor Beckham family, you know, as they as they drag out torturously every ounce of talent. I mean, now we know that, I mean, Harper can throw a breakfast together on the £8,000 Arga because they tell you how much everything costs in their family. This is how much Dave's had to hand over to her because it props up her ailing company. Now it turns out his company was ailing as well because nobody likes that that look. Nobody likes that look of flat caps and those sort of, you know, naff little jackets. I mean, really not good. Brian Sewell was posher than the Queen. Nick Abbott does a good impression of him. I should imagine Nick Abbott can probably do impressions of just about anybody. <laughs> Read the licence fee, Steve. The, uh, the BBC's online viewing platform does not allow people outside the UK to connect, even if they're willing to pay to do so. So I'm forced to pay some third-party pirate website. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it. It seems illegal to me. Sounds illegal. Again, I have to pass on your details. I'm sorry. I just have to do it. Because legally, under the, uh, under the Maritime Radio Act of 1874, if anybody does things like that, I have to pass you on to the relevant authorities. Otherwise, I could be drummed out of the brownies. So there you go. And they, and they bit your door within seconds. Possibly this morning. Possibly this morning. But, you know, pff, what can I do? I'm just a law-abiding citizen. 70 miles an hour in the middle lane. Shh. No, no, no chance catching up with me at all. Uh, Brian Sewell sounded like Jacob Rees-Mogg at half speed, says Ray. Yes, they all sound like that, don't they? Prince Philip, Prince Charles, yeah, okay, yeah, and then uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg and his son, who also here are, and and so you can't believe them, can you? Really, I can't because I'm I'm common. I can't help it. I just sound a bit posh on odd occasions. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Hello, is Nick Abbott allowed to use your studio? Well, he's got to sign an affidavit and put down a thousand pounds just in case there's any damage. But he doesn't use my studio. He's sitting the other side. The, the this this um, studio that I'm in is taken up by the by the phone operator. Or as everybody prefers, it always makes me laugh. I'll be driving along and somebody say, I was speaking to your, what do they call it, producer or researcher is a very popular. Was, yeah, I'm not at all surprised. I'm speaking to your researcher. What, what researcher? What researcher? It's like I have an AP. Well, I'm not saying we have an AP. I don't want to make a big deal about it, do we? Pop it, honestly. Little, little treasury is, honestly. As I say. <laughs> uh, what time, Steve, is Housewives of the New Caliphate County on this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an entertaining one. That would be very entertaining. And uh, Jem Jem says, I always regret not seeing Chaz and Dave at the Cauliflower Pub in Ilford. Nadia Sawala was the first presenter of the one show, was she? We like Nadia. We like her, her family, actually. She's very good. She's nice. But there's a couple of people who are just attention seekers on the Loose Women panel. And they don't contribute diddly squat. It's, uh, it's a bit embarrassing, actually. A little bit embarrassing. It's very nice to see them on there, but frankly, the programme lost its way after well-known bully Colleen decided to bully that poor woman who cleans people's houses. It was just disgusting to watch. Absolutely. Janet Street Porter's getting a bit gaga, which is which I always find entertaining. Well, Michael, you know, she's a bit like that. I can't remember how old she is now. 70, 90, something like that. Um, what else we got? Uh, th- oh, yeah, that £315 million painting. I think it was bought by somebody from the Dubai royal family. 
uh, obviously not appreciating the fact that this Leonardo da Vinci, they say, although it's very good, they say it won't be shown at the Louvre because it could be a fake. Yeah, but I reckon if you went through the Louvre, you'd probably find quite a few pictures were fakes. Quite a few pictures. I mean, it looks like, I mean, it really does look quite nice. And somebody obviously paid a fortune for it. Oh, the Abu Dhabi Department. What have they done with it? Have they, they, they don't know what to do with it, do they? They really do. Because now somebody's gone, we think actually it's a fake. So they then have to go back to where they bought it from to go, listen, we think it's a fake. These people have said it's a fake. And so if it is, then presumably they're going to get their, uh, their money back. You're not fans of this jihadi bride. You're really not. You're not, uh, not enjoying it. Well, I got somebody writing the other day who was a bit simple and said she was, uh, she was uh, um, targeted on the internet uh, and persuaded to go to Syria. No, no, she wasn't persuaded to go to Syria. She wanted to go to Syria. That's why she, uh, she stole, thieved, and then, uh, and then bought tickets. Why nobody at the airline stopped them? I've got no idea. I mean, they normally have a thing about young people travelling, and there were three of them, and they must have thought, this is a bit odd, isn't it, really? And so they were all excited. Now she's, uh, she's had children, she says. We don't know. And um, and she wants to come back here. For what reason? A, a little bit bored with the game now, are we? Well, the game continues playing. The game continues. It's like Jumanji. Just because you're fed up with the game doesn't mean it stops. And as I said yesterday on the programme, I thought of something else. She has gone on record in everything. I just want to come home. People should have sympathy with me. Blah, 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 blah. Do you think... Yeah, because if she does come back, and there's a very good chance she might, so she'll be taken in by MI6... They will question her and grill her to find out what she knows about ISIS. And, of course, she would know everything. Her husband came home every night, we assume. Difficult to tell, really. And she knows everything. She's devious. She could be a sleeper. We don't know. You really... I mean, you, you, you could guess on any level. But just supposing... Just supposing she's lying through her teeth. Just supposing she was never pregnant. Just supposing she was, she was never sort of losing two children. Just suppose, hypothetical situation. And she wants to come back here. To do what? Well, does she then sort of go back to college or go back to school or something and just go, oh, it was just a bit of a thing, and just sort of go with her friends down the Kentucky Fried Chicken? She still harbours exactly the same thoughts. Exactly the same thoughts. I think she thinks she's just going to swan back in, be on benefits, be given a house, be given a car, and uh, and we, we all forget about it. Well, that would make a mockery of it. That would make a mockery of it. Uh, do you make all Nick Abbott's sound effects? No, I don't know how he finds them. Unless he has, unless they're up on the computer and they come under different names and things like that. I mean, I, I was never a sound effect person. I appreciate it's very clever, but it's uh, not for me, thank you. It's much more Nick Abbott. Courtney Act is going to be dancing with the stars in Sydney, says Shane. Well, I mean, she's stunningly beautiful. She, seriously, they had a bloke the other day, worked for HMRC, was hoping to be Miss Drag Queen or something. It was just a bloke who likes wearing women's clothing, which is not the point of it. If you're going to be drag, and then you looked at these uglies, and they were seriously just blokes with silly wigs shoved on their heads. Courtney Act is absolutely perfect. Absolutely per- You've never said, seriously, just go on to YouTube, type in Courtney Act makeup, and you'll see him as a man, good looking boy, and then doing the makeup for Courtney Act. I mean, it's stunning. <laughs> 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk Shamima Begum fired up by pubescent hormones a repressive culture at home we don't know, I don't know what the home life would be I've got no idea but uh, you know, uh, teenage ideological excitement, she funded her flight with stolen jewellery, chose to become a voluntary child prostitute uh, well I mean they are a bunch, I mean in ISIS they are paedophiles 
And uh, the ethos of, uh, of Daesh accepts that a, a girl is deemed to be a woman at the onset of menstruation. She didn't elope to become a child bride. She abandoned her family. And, uh, but the funny thing is, the family didn't do anything. I mean, should not... I mean, I would have thought... Put it this way, if my parents had been alive and I disappeared, I would expect my parents to do everything to find out where I was and to come and get me back home again and go, don't be such a silly little person. She stated, of course, that she wasn't phased by seeing decapitated heads in a bin or homosexuals thrown from the top of buildings. Yeah. But, uh, but think about it logically. So she's going to sell ISIS down the river. She's, she, she's going to say anything to get back. Anything. And, of course, she is entitled to come back. It's whether security forces and services want her back in this country. It would be quite easy. She'll find somebody who can sort of, who can sort of defend her. But she's going to be a target on the streets of this country. That's what people have said. They've said she'll be a target because people will find out who she is, where, she, where she's living and things like that. And uh, and they won't like it. But just supposing, just supposing she does come back here. She uh, she was never radicalised. She was always like that. She obviously in, enjoyed that that kind of thing. She comes back here and then she causes damage to this country or harm to this country. Because remember that if you're a member of, of Daesh or you're a member of, of ISIS, you're quite prepared to die for your cause. So she wouldn't be remote. If, if she's not phased by seeing, you know, decapitated heads and she's not phased by homosexuals thrown from the top of buildings, she's a piece of filth as far as I'm concerned. Ridiculous. For a better perspective, this uh, this woman should be compared with Jewish women who voluntarily married an SS guard at the Auschwitz concentration camp, says Richard. Well, in fact, I think, where was it that they had the doll's house? And that was where, I mean, I don't think we want to go into the atrocities down there. But uh, if people were trying to protect people, you know, and to make sure that their, their their families were safe, then people would go to the ends of the earth. The trouble is she wasn't trying to protect anybody at all because she didn't want to come home on the first pregnancy. She didn't want to come home on the second pregnancy. Uh, it was only when she got to the third one. But she was so far gone, as we said on the programme, we'd already checked. Most of the airlines wouldn't have brought her back anyway. Why would you bring somebody back? They wouldn't. She was too far. She could have given birth on the aircraft. That would be an interesting one, isn't it? And also, somebody was, I think it was um, breakfast yesterday, they were talking about, what about the father? He might not want his child to come here. He might want the child to go and live with him in wherever he's living. At the moment, they don't seem to know where he's living. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. If there are British fighters waiting to come back here, and if they've married out there, are the wives entitled to come with them? I don't know. I can't answer that question. I've, I've really got no idea. I mean, I'm assuming that if she comes back here, he would be allowed in as well. That, that's what I'm guessing, but, but I don't know. Richard in Kidderminster says, uh, I totally agree, uh, Ms. Begum. I mean, she's actually Mrs. Somebody, isn't she? She must be if she's married, but we're not too sure whether she is married. She should not be allowed in. She's a security threat, I fear. I didn't know she'd given birth to a third child. Well, this is the third one. She lost the first two. She lost the first two, but... She didn't want to come back for those ones for some inexplicable reason. And I uh, thought it was only her first after watching her interview on TV. I just don't understand why she wasn't holding her child. She's in a, I said yesterday, she's in a refugee camp. And I said, you know, she wants to come back here to give birth to her child. I said, it is entirely possible that there will be out of 32,000 people in a camp, people who, who give birth. I should imagine they're giving birth on a daily basis. There's 32,000 of them. I just couldn't quite work out why. And now they finally got round to it. Finally, Sky has asked the questions. You know, do you denounce ISIS? No, she doesn't. She sees the whole thing as like some giant adventure. 
This is actually what she said. Did you know what Islamic State were doing when you left for Syria? Because they had beheaded people, there were executions. Yeah, I knew about those things and I was, I was okay with it at first because, you know, I, want, I, I started becoming religious, religious just before I left. And, you know, from what I heard that Islamically that is all allowed, so I was okay with it. You didn't question that? No, no. That's how thick she is. She thinks it's, uh, it's okay under Islam to behead people. Yeah, well, let's push you off the top of a building. You know, it's not okay. It's not okay. But uh, she thought it was. I mean, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it, really? Good God in heaven. And uh, as I say, she just wants to come back here. She doesn't like it where she is. I don't want to be stuck here for the rest of my life. Well, nobody cares. Nobody cares about you. Alan in Fife says, uh, Wikipedia reckons you used to host a radio show on the United Biscuits Network. Outrageous. What an outrageous thing to say. As a radio host, you get freebies sent in by companies. Of course not to be so ridiculous. I'm saying, what do you think this is? What a ridiculous thing to say. What's your best ever freebie blag? <laughs> Turning up in the studio. Oh, I did have a cup of tea the t- today. I had a free cup of tea, which is very nice. Only the one, and it's now quarter to five. Uh, Trump sounds confident he can lock up all of the defectors to ISIS. The US has penitentiaries where those who commit serious crimes can repent and wallow in shame. Well, they don't. That's the trouble. They don't. In fact, they just meet more other people who share the same thoughts that they did. Steve, I question whether she was really pregnant. She looked remarkably well for someone who's just had a baby. Also, she had no interaction with the baby. They didn't show the baby a cynical... Well, it could be anybody's baby in there. Could be anybody's. We don't know, do we? We just know that that's what she's told us. That's what she's told us. It's a cynical attempt, Steve, to con the British public. How did the reporter find her out of 32,000 people? Well, I don't know. And also, why? I mean, I'm assuming she had a phone. I was The other question I wanted to ask of her family was, have you spoken to her over the four years? Did you know where she was? Did you not worry about it? I mean, surely that's what you have to find out, isn't it? Where your daughter has gone. Would you not be worried? I would think most parents would be worried. Louis says, South Africa in non-tourist areas is approximately two murders per hour. Local TV's the same again. Boring. Dish. Pay TV as most channels as the UK. Cape Town is waiting to welcome you and you'll feel at home. Plus great scenery and reasonable prices. Oh yes, I have no doubt of that at all. I have no doubt. If the ISIS woman had two children, where are the... Pictures, as you pointed out, they do have cell phones out there. They would have been able to take photos, says Dallas. Yes, I'm, I believe she has a cell phone. Of course. You don't seem to think, you know, that, that she doesn't have any contact. Otherwise, and I'm sure that her mother said she'd spoken to her on the telephone. Well, you're not telling me there's a, there's a, a, a phone box outside. the. There must be a queue a mile long. Must be a queue a mile long. Steve, so she thinks it's OK to behead another human being. Yes. She thinks that's quite... She's OK with that. She said so. You just heard it a minute ago from her own lips. She thinks that's OK. So what's she going to do when she comes back here? She won't work, will she? She can't work. So she's going to be on benefits. You're going to pay to bring up the child and she's just going to sort of fanny around. Mind you, if she's not uh, willing to renounce ISIS, I don't think we want her back here at all. Oh, she spoke to her mother on Thursday on the telephone. Last Thursday. See? So she's got a phone. So the parents have been in contact with her. Why have the, why have the parents not said this is where she is? Or so? I don't know. Who contacted the Sunday Times? 
Who, who told them? How did they find her out of, you know, 32,000 people? Big questions to ask. Big que- It'll rumble on today, this one. Especially now you've seen the, uh, the Sky interview. People are going to have a field day with that one. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I see that Will Guyett says, uh, I'll look uh, after that fake painting. I've got room in my front room. It looks lovely. I have to be honest. I mean, if it is a fake, it's a it's a very... I wouldn't know. I mean, I know you get experts who say, oh, because of the brush strokes and this and that and all that. But, I mean, I just think it looks like a nice painting. But there again, I have spent time in the National Gallery. I love it. See, with the death of two babies in Syria, she's not going to blame the people she was supporting. She's going to hate us. Well, she does hate us. She absolutely hates us. That's why. That's why she wants to... Uh, that's why she left the country in the first place. She hates us. We, 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 we don't subscribe to what she subscribes to. But there again, I don't know anybody who supports beheadings and executions and murders and stuff like that and pushing gay people off the top of uh, towers. I don't support that. I, would, I tell you, if I was going to be pushed off the top of a church tower, I'd be grabbing the hand of the person and dragging them down with me. They can die at the same time. Steve, if my daughter went away to Syria, I'd have walked there and brought her back by the ear. I'm a mother of two girls. Well, that's what I would have thought. That, to me, seems like family life. You don't just go... I mean, this is four years she's been away. Four years. You know, you would have thought that somebody would have sort of said, oh, should we go and get her back? She's quite clearly very stupid. You know, it's, it's not like she's gone off to join the Syrian Girl Guides. She's joined ISIS. She's married into ISIS. Paedophile so-called fighters. Disgusting filth. You know, luckily, they're sort of on the way out. But they've still got supporters. They've got supporters everywhere. So if she comes back here, what do you think she's going to do? Sort of all of a sudden adopt Western dress? No, of course she's not. She's lived over there for four years. I mean, the funny thing is, she's prepared to ditch her husband. How bizarre would that be? Can you imagine if he sort of turns up at the airport? He surrendered to the Syrian army. Perhaps we can throw him off the top of a church tower then. It's obviously, you know, you know why? Because they're all getting a bit worried there's going to be a bullet in the back of the head. That's what it is, because there's a very good chance of being blown up by a drone or something like that. So they're going, oh, I want to come home now. Played my little game. Really. I wonder if she's been in contact with anybody else over here. But she's very media savvy. She's very media savvy. Something creepy about her I don't like. I don't, I don't like her. I don't like anything she stands for. And I can't bear ISIS, but that's, I'm just an ordinary person. What do I know? What do I know? Uh, the BBC paid out nearly 30 million quid in compensation to staff last year. That's 30 million quid of your money, by the way. That's not their money. That's, that's our money. Uh, Steve, if she hates us so much, why does she want to come back? Because we're going to give her money to live. We're going to give her money. She'll be on benefits. She'll be getting money for the child. She'll be, she'll be given a house. She's a single mother. You know how stupid we are. That's how dumb we are. Somebody who's gone and joined, you know, the man she was married to and is still married to, as far as I know, was one of those who wanted to blow up Paris and kill people. And we want her back here again. I don't think so. Steve, I'm shocked. It's even a debate. Well, I'm hoping it's not a debate, but there will be lawyers. You know, nowadays you can find lawyers for just about everything. And there will be lawyers who will argue the fact that she's a British citizen. But the trouble is, the fact that she's been over and joined ISIS, I think, must have some bearing on it. But, uh, I mean, so far, have we heard anything from the Prime Minister? Has the Prime Minister said anything on her at all? Or am I just imagining that she's been stum because she's got Brexit to worry about? I can't think. Has Mrs May got any comments on this? Probably not. She probably doesn't even know who she is. 
Because it just seems that we're going round and round and round and round in circles. There are certain people saying she's definitely not coming back, and there are lawyers going, yes, she will be. Who's paying for it? I've got no idea. Somebody will be paying for lawyers. I'm assuming there will be certain lawyers. We must have enemies of this country. She's one of them, and her two little friends, one of whom has now been blown up. There's only the other one, and we don't know where she is. She's got a husband, but I think this is the second one. We already had, had the first one, and I still ask the same questions. Why did she leave it to child number three? And she was so close to it. One minute she was pregnant, wanted to come home. The next minute she's given birth, which is what I said would be possible. She's in a refugee camp. They are geared up for things like that. But she made a remarkable recovery. You know, gave birth a couple of days later. She's then doing interviews. Yes, hello, hello. Yes, uh, book deal. You could see it. Seriously, I can see it. I know it sounds ludicrous, but I promise you anything. You know, there's, there's definitely going to be interviews everywhere. Somebody will say she could make a quarter of a million pounds in a year easy because every show would put her on. Everybody would want to talk to her. So what was it like? Did you see beheadings on a regular basis? I can't see Holly Willoughby and Pip doing it, but there must be somebody who, who can do things like that. There must be all sorts of programmes. I mean, radio show, everybody. They'll all want to talk to her. The, the one from ISIS who came back that... Um, as I say, I just think we need to be careful. Uh, Richard says, I bet if he was alive, Brian Thule would have known if that picture was fake or not. You probably had to listen to him drone on for about an hour or two before he told you, but I'm sure he'd know. I don't think he would, actually. <laughs> I just thought he was he was a poncy old queen who sort of sat there and drawn pictures. And we go, yeah, it's a picture, love. Get over yourself. Athena used to do lovely prints. That woman scratching her bum on the tennis court was very good. The uh, the uh, the lovely sort of Thai girl and white horses running into the sea, going, it's bloody freezing, and then running out again. But, uh, yeah, it was the girl scratching her bum. The biggest selling poster. Apparently, prepubescent boys had it on their bedroom walls, put up with, uh, with, with blue tack and everything else. I used to see the picture. There used to be an Athena uh, reproduction thing over the back of Leicester Square. I used to walk through here, and they had that very same picture. I didn't buy it, of course. I mean, that would be stupid. But uh, people bought it, and then you slid it into a plastic frame, and then you hung it on a bit of string on your bedroom wall. I didn't do anything like that. I don't think my mother would have allowed blue tack on the bedroom walls for love and money. Andrew says uh, Miss Begum is going to raise her child with her beliefs. Big problem. Yes, of course. Of course. Exactly, because she's, uh, she's tarnished with the same brush. Tarnished with the same brush. But she's been living over there, and people should have sympathy for me. People don't. People don't have sympathy for you. They think you're incredibly stupid and thick. Steve, with all the soft people we have here, well, then, to be honest with you, they're not. I think some of these people are just... You can guarantee, if you say, nobody's written anything rude into this this programme for a year, somebody will immediately write something in, because they're a bit simple. Because they're a bit simple. Brendan says you have to admire her honesty. She could have said she'd made a mistake and been held against her will, and said she freely admitted she was a monster. Well, the trouble is they've got nothing against her, apart from that she went out there and got married to somebody who is one of those people who is more than happy to commit atrocities. I don't think it's an excuse anymore. The trouble is she's a bit thick. You can tell that by the way she's talking. You know, she's mentally very, very young. Richard says, I have a feeling she's playing the same game as the Peruvian drug mules. Well, the the Peruvian drug mules were, were sort of, and they're out of prison already. They were talking about one of them going on to, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. These are, these are drug smugglers. We were made to do it. Liars. No, you weren't. With all the soft people we have here saying we should let these people back, if anyone here is killed by one of them, the people who wanted them back should be made to crawl to the families who've lost somebody. Yes. I agree with you. But the trouble is, it's, listen, if she comes back here, they're going to have to watch her like a hawk. 
MI6 are stretched. The British police are stretched to capacity. Listen, they didn't even... She was under the radar beforehand. She managed to get all the way over there. Got her on CCTV. There she is. Look, there she is with two of her friends, one dead. And uh, and there they go. And and then four years later, she pops up again. I want to come home. And her parents go, yeah, she should be allowed to come home. <laughs> You're the only ones who think so. You're the only ones. Nobody else thinks so, apart from a few simpletons. There's a few lawyers rubbing their hands, getting a bit excited about the whole thing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she's a British citizen. She's allowed to come back here, but uh, not before she's been interviewed. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk Tweet of the week is, why are you spouting hate against the ISIS girl? You're about as thick as they come, aren't you? You really are. I mean, God in heaven, I didn't realise there were dumb people like you. You don't vote, do you? It's irresponsible, given the circumstances, like adding petrol to a burning fire. (laughs) <laughs> you are the ultimate the ultimate prat, aren't you, of the day. The ultimate prat. But there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Calls herself Seagull. She probably feeds birds, I should imagine, at the same time. You really are. You really are the dumbest person I think we've ever encountered. I don't think... Actually, I did, I did discover another one the other day who said that you're spouting hatred against her. She's a member of ISIS. Yeah, well, there you go then. Yeah, see how far you go. See how far you go. Kill seagulls, I say. Did you see somebody the other day? Somebody trod on a seagull and they got caught on CCTV. He was obviously a bit stupid. He got fined £200. Apparently not allowed to kill seagulls. It's OK to run over them in the car, I suspect, but uh, you can't stamp on them. I mean, they're like big. Seagulls are big. I've never managed to kill one, even under the wheels of the car. Pigeons I'm very good at. Pigeons, are, but uh, do you know the woman who used to feed the pigeons in Twickenham? Well, she's obviously not been around. Perhaps she's passed on. Perhaps she's sitting on a cloud, wondering why, why the pigeons are falling dead all around her, because uh, she's not been back for a while. Let's hope it stays that way. Not encouraging you to kill seagulls. It's just you just have to run to avoid any droppings. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Eddie May is back today. Eddie May is back today, and the kids are on holiday because it's half term. Everybody getting very excited. It means that the trains will be three quarters empty, the buses will be empty. You haven't got to put up with these ghastly little people. And who? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, Dave, Dave O'Brien's off this week, so every day somebody different covering the program. Today's David Lammy, I believe. I remembered that from last week, actually. But it'd be nice to see Eddie Mayer back. I wonder if he's sporting a, a mahogany tan. I don't know if he's been away anywhere, but uh, Dave's off. Because I, I, I said to him last week, oh, you're off, are you? And he went, well, it's half term. I completely forgot. I said, oh, great. <laughs> great, I remembered that. And I had, had another thought about uh, about our jihadi girl, the jihadi bride, who had such a good time over in Syria, really made her into a different person, possibly even worse than she was when she left. And um, it's a case of she's going to need protecting. The police are going to have to... In fact, the police have already said this is going to put a dreadful strain on resources to have to look after somebody like that because she's going to be a target. There will be people. Did you read the other day there was a, a young man in Brighton was found stabbed to death in his car. His two brothers were jihadis, both killed overseas, and he was murdered in his car. So you're not telling me that somebody somewhere is going to be looking at her... As, uh, as somebody to avenge, you know, if you've put up with, with all sorts of... I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's a headache. I wouldn't want to make the decision, but somebody will have to make that decision at some point. She's in a refugee camp, says Steve, awaiting free transport back here, along with the yes, the rest of ISIS. ISIS is defeated, so they're scattering. Exactly. She hasn't changed her opinion on what they stand for. She's she's so stupid, she thinks that's what is Islam is all about. But it's, it's really not. 
It really isn't. It's just absolutely crazy. Barney says, if an English woman had fled to Nazi Germany and supported them, married, had children and wanted to come back, what would have happened? Different times. Different times. I appreciate the fact. I mean, put it this way, we have, we have convicted murderers and despots from other countries living in this country at the moment on benefits. On benefits. I mean, you know, it, it is incredibly sad, isn't it, really? It is incredibly sad that, you know, she's being given airtime and uh, an oxygen. But we're learning nothing about her apart from the fact she hasn't got any regrets. She couldn't care less what you think. She doesn't even like you lot. She hate, That's why she left here in the first place. She went there to go and support them. That's what she's done. Where it goes from here, anybody's guess. Anybody's guess. It's only the daft loony left, Steve, that say bring her back to Britain. Yeah, well, to, as I've said, let her move in next door to them. But it's the police who've got the problem and the security services. Because she was under their radar before. And now it's a case of she's over there. And now she's gone, oh, I've had a bit of fun because I'm a child. And I want to come back home again. I want to go back to see my, my parents and all the rest of her. She's been away from them for four years. That's how little she thinks of her parents. Been away for four years. And the parents are saying, bring her back. What for? What for? Did they make any attempt to try and get her back? Don't know. Don't know. Our political class said, Steve, are not fit for purpose. I'm inclined to agree with you. This is, this is going to be another headache for them. And Trump's got another 800. He says, if we don't decide what we want to do with them, he's just going to free them. Seriously, that's how bad it is. Mike from Finchley says, one question I've been wondering for ages. What happens if you're busting to go to the loo during a show? What happens if we don't get back in time? He just keeps playing different trails. You just heard. You just heard. You get all sorts of trails and different things like that if I don't manage to make it back in time. It's as simple as that. Because I have to do two things during some of the breaks. And the, the break at the top of the hour is my best one. So I have to manage to get myself a cup of tea. Because after last week's debacle with Scottish boy, you know, we kept putting his hand on top of the cup. And I said to him, if you do that again, you're never going to make me another cup of tea. And he kept putting his hand up. You know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to bring in gloves uh, for him to wear during the show. Those, those sort of rubber gloves, you know, that they, they put on in, in the doctors and you start panicking. Rubber gloves just like that, actually. <laughs> That's the way I think it's going to go anyway. But to no, know, he, he actually is he's OK. But I did make my own tea. Then I go to the loo. And then I normally I'm quite good. I seem to come back in on, on the weather. But this, this time around, we didn't quite make it as well. Uh, Steve, uh, rejoining death cults. Doesn't Great Britain still have the treason laws where traitors lose their citizenship? No. And of course, it would be illegal under international law to make somebody stateless which means they're not a citizen of any country. I think they said last week that she has Bangladeshi citizenship as well as British. But that might not actually be the case after all. If she doesn't have Bangladeshi citizenship, which I don't think she has, then she can't, under international law, be stripped of her British citizenship. That makes sense to you? It's, it's quite complicated. It's quite complicated. But And also the fact, I think, that she was a child when she went over there. But she went over voluntarily. She wasn't coerced to go. She wanted to go with two of her stupid, thick friends as well. Steve, I'm happy to see her in jail for eternity. You see, what, what does that... That doesn't solve anything, does it? These, as I say, they, these people are willing to die for their cause. I mean, so far, she's an extremely nasty person. She doesn't have any sympathy for people who've been beheaded or homosexuals thrown off the top of buildings. She's that insensitive to it. She's that insensitive. However, however, you know, it, it would be quite interesting to see when she left. She supported ISIS at 16... No, no, 14... 14, she was supporting ISIS. She said that. 
and uh, let her in. And in a month, her husband and baby's father uh, will come. And next parents and siblings apply. Join the state of ISIS, says Jonathan. You lose your British citizenship. I would think because it's a terrorist group, I think that has to be the case. But we have to wait and see. We have to wait and see what's going to happen. It's going to run, this one. It's going to run. She's sort of happily giving interviews to all and sundry about, yes, I, I want to come back. As if, uh, you know, so uh, so what, what sort of things was your husband responsible for? I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about me. Of course, it's all about you, isn't it? All about you. You were the one who dumped your parents and basically stuck two fingers up to them, you know, without worrying about them, not even care. Mind you, they didn't seem to do anything for four years either. Holly says sometimes it's difficult to remember that the world has millions of good people and even some bland ones. Unfortunately, it's who I call the mad, the sad and the bad who cause all the grief and who get 90% of the attention. I couldn't believe that Sky interviewed her, actually. <laughs> I have to be honest, I was a bit taken aback by that. And, um, and Lou says, my baby boy, Rudy, was born at 8.09am last Monday. Is already in the habit of waking me up at 4am for feeds. Adding to your 4am spike uh, at under a week old, says Lou. Well, don't think I'm not grateful. I don't, I've, I've, I've had quite a number of, uh, of people who've had babies, like Charlie Girling, and, and, of course, because you sort of wake up... And now, of course, Will, Will Guyatt has added himself because he must be up at all, so they go, oh, no, it's another feed. I mean, I think, can't they just invent something that they don't want to feed? <laughs> what was that old gag about a little bit of night nurse in the last feed? They'll sleep all night. Because that's what pe- they go, oh, I'm up again. I'm up again. It's too tiring. <laughs> too tiring. Uh, is it true that Brian Sewell secretly repaired Land Rovers and sang vocals on Whatever You Want by Status Quo, said Ian? Mm. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, if you're still on the medication, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I like it. I mean, the funny thing is only one left out of Status Quo, isn't it? Or is it two? One? Might just be Francis Rossi, we think. Steve, children absconding from school can result in parents being penalised. What's happening here? Yeah? She walked out of school. Have they been prosecuted? Have they been prosecuted? No, I think not. It's odd, isn't it? There seems to be lots of different rules running in this country. But as I say, nothing from the Prime Minister. Nothing from the Prime Minister. Obviously far too busy sort of, you know, trying to work out where where she goes from here. Tony in Bristol says, During term time, the roads are full of 4x4 vehicles, flying around at top speed, driven by mums to get the kids to school safely because of all the other 4x4 mums in traffic. Half term means no traffic. Our town is well known for all the off-roading required for kids to get to school. Yeah, I mean, we have it. You sometimes see the kid, they're in the front, they're asleep. You think, small wonder they're bloody useless at school. You're supposed to arrive. We had to go and get the bus when we were little. I don't want to make a big deal about it was all different in my day. You know, if it was raining, then you just got wet. Francis Rossi is apparently the only one of the original Quo lineup still in the band. Well, I say the band. He's still in. He's still doing solo. Most of them are, are still alive. Rick Parfit, of course, passed away. He used to live in Twickenham, just down the road from me. I used to see him all the time. Hi, Rick. I never used to say that, actually. I never used to say that. <laughs> but you're right, actually. Just going back to the children absconding from school. Yeah, what, what's the school said about it? Three pupils from the same school. In fact, four, I believe. There's been a few people from that school. What is going on there? But uh, nobody says anything. Everybody just all oh, brush it under the brush it under the radar. So much easier. Lola is a relative veteran now, says Will Guyatt. I think I'm having a bromance with Will Guyatt. Actually, I seem to be because we're we're on at this this time of the morning, and this time of the morning seems to be where where everybody is sort of is up. I, don't, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm actually I'm actually quite excited, quite excited. 
about uh, about Monday morning. <laughs> uh, another one here. Where did this one come from, actually? Will Guy, stop bashing social media companies to focus on landing Brexit. Was that to me or was that to somebody else? Or was that to the government? I mean, started writing the government as well. Well, I'm not sure I'm sharing things like this. And uh, Debbie says, my sister who lives at home in the UK told me to listen to your podcasts. So she is. That's nice, isn't it? Good for you. Good for you. And, um, oh, I was tweeting the other day about my uh, aortic scan, you know. Live to fight another day. And uh, Lola's a relative veteran now. Have you seen the picture of Lola? <laughs> Want baby. <laughs> Want baby. Um, do you know, if I'd thought about this years ago, I could have had kids. And then they'd be, they'd be at the right age now. I mean, I've got godchildren, which is kind of roughly the same. But they were doing a thing. There's a bloke in America called Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen is the mastermind behind the Housewives of Orange County, the Housewives of Beverly Hills. He's in, in, and he does a nightly chat show. And he's the first openly gay Jewish chat show host in America. And he's so nice. He seems to be, you know, he's not, he's not like over here where you get some tatty old thing who's been on Love Island. He just seems to really work incredibly hard. And he's always immaculately dressed. I was watching him last night thinking, that's so nice. He's just got a baby as well. He's just got a baby. And I, I, sometimes I, I get maternal twitchings. Sometimes. And I think to myself, do you know, if I'd had kids years ago, if I'd thought about it by sort of, you know, 20, 25 or, or something like that, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? That would be really, really nice. <laughs> My friend Christopher says, not happy about the bromance with Will Kyatt. <laughs> Good job I'm with the frothy coffee man. It's frothy, man. This morning, otherwise I'd be requested if there was room for a little one. Yeah, well, you've got two little ones. I don't have any. I've got godchildren, but it's not... They grow so fast. Seriously, when, when mine were born, they were little. They were t- and now look at them. You know, Nathan is like, you know, six foot three or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's only like 22. And my youngest is, uh, is very much the fashionista, and my, and my oldest is sort of forging ahead. But uh, don't worry about the bromance with Will Guyatt. I think it's probably just only in my mind. Like the title of a song, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. The headline on the on the sun this morning is sympathy. You must be kidding. Seriously. But she's looking at this bundle of clothing, which apparently is allegedly her child being held by somebody else. We don't know who the other person is. It's just there. And then she gives her uh, her interview. But at the end of it, we learn she has no regrets about going out there at all. She just basically wants an easy life. She wants to just come back here and carry on where she left off. As I say, she'll be found sitting in the window of the local Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, I wonder if Mr Wright is a new four o'clock spiker, always, always with his new baby. And uh, Somebody says, hope your hospital appointment went without a hiccup. <coughs> Excuse me, I think if I hiccuped, it might have made things better. It hurt. Not, not intentionally hurt. She did say it will hurt because she had to push very hard on my stomach. This is quite a bit of it. And she um, and then she said, oh, I, I can see your aorta. And then she said, it's fine. But the good news is that at my age, it's not going to grow anymore. Slightly disappointing. But there you go. So so it's fine, because if, if I'd been younger and it had been growing, uh, you know, it would be sort of um, it would be enlarged. I think there's four different stages and I'm at the first stage. So it, it's not going to change. So that's good, isn't it? I like that. Somebody says, bringing back memories, trudging to school in the pouring rain. Can you imagine, Mike, if you'd said to your mum, mum, can you get the car out? Uh, it's raining. She'd have looked at you like you were stupid, going, well, 
go down the bus stop. So I used to walk down the bus stop, pouring with rain. You had your little Mac on and you pulled the hood over and you'd get there and the rain would be dripping off your nose. You'd be standing on the bus. Oh, gosh, it was awful. It was awful. But that's what we did. Nowadays, mum, what? Get the car out. It's cold. And so, you know, parents, you know, stick the, stick the sprogs in the back of the car where they, where they promptly fall asleep. And then, does your brother do that? He's 33, and he does that. Oh, it's raining. Oh, that's outrageous. It's outrageous. And also, by the time... So the kid gets to school, and, and they're, they're half asleep, so they're not really awake for the first lesson. I think parents should go, get on the bus. Everybody else seems to manage it. Surely, says Ron, most parents would turn over every stone to try and get their 15-year-old daughter back, even from Syria. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? You would have thought so. But uh, we didn't seem to get that. Norman says, why don't you bring in a flask of tea or coffee each morning? Why don't you mind your own business? Why do I do that? We've got, I keep telling you, we've got kitchens. I've got two kitchens on my floor here. I get free tea and coffee, which is, uh, which is a lovely perk. You don't get that in many companies. And the tea's really nice. I haven't tried the, uh, the coffee, but I love my, my cup of tea in the morning. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you going, doesn't it? Holly says, I suspect ISIS girl is a psychopath. Known for being plausible, utterly selfish, no insight, no empathy, no remorse. Psychopaths cannot change because their brains are hardwired. Oh, she has no, no regrets at all. If anything, she looks on it as a bonus she's been with them. Because she, it's, it's changed her into a different person. She's fine. But she still wants to come back here. Well, we don't want you back. If you, if you did a survey, if any of the papers did a, did a survey, 99% of people in this country would say, no, we don't want her back. Why would you want somebody like that back? She could cause us damage. She's going to be a right headache to everybody as it is. So uh, definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, God, here we go. There's going to be trouble now. Will Guy, it says, Steve, there's room for three in this brome. I don't think my friend Christopher's going to share. I don't think he's going to share. He's not happy about this already. He says, I'm a modern man. He's not going to be happy. I can't. Listen, I, I'm saying you, you could probably spread me thinly. If only. If only. Uh, but uh, somebody's pointed out, Jim that uh, Shamima Begin must be in an exclusive upmarket refugee camp if she gets the midwife to nurse her newborn whilst Madam conducts a TV interview. Most new mums speak with a babe in their arms. It all stinks to me. You're not the only one. Seems to stink to everybody else, doesn't it, really? So here's a lovely picture on the front of the sun this morning. And it's the Beeb, a trans star. Fellows always hit on me. I'm not at all surprised. Very, very, very pretty girl. In this, what did I say the programme was called? I can't remember what the programme's called now. Baptiste. Baptiste. But um, the, the star of it is a woman, but was born a man. Here's uh, Victoria Beckham with another ludicrous outfit. Uh, this is where you've got the cuffs. I mean, I've never seen any. She's got the stupidest clothes, really. And so uh, Brooklyn, 19, going on 12. Cruise, 13. Doesn't really get a look in. Romeo, would you wear this flat cap? I look stupid. Wear it. Harper, 7. And uh, Dave with somebody else's hair stapled to his head. I can't work that one out. So she's got huge cuffs, and she thinks this is called fashion. Small wonder it's not really working, actually, is it? Uh, there's also... Wait a minute. Da, 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 da. No, can't do that one. <laughs> and also, heavyweight boxing champion Anthony Joshua has been under the knife for a £400 facial. Uh, they, they say a fine blade was used for his treatment by a celebrity beautician, and then they name... I've never even heard of them. Never heard of them. They will come... What are you, darling? I'm a celebrity beautician. Never heard of you. OK, what do you do? I'm a celebrity hairdresser. Oh, right. Lovely. Load of old rubbish, isn't it, really? It takes off the top layer of dead skin cells whilst rejuvenating. What a load of old claptrap. Why don't you just use a scrub, a facial scrub, Anthony? 
What a waste of 400 quid. You could have gone and got some Estee Lauder facial scrub. Cost you about 26 quid. Obviously conned into it. Obviously conned into it. Uh, beheading's OK. Uh, the, uh, the ISIS bride. There's a picture of her terrorist husband. But uh, he's apparently surrendered to the Syrian army. I'll tell you, they're dropping like flies. But they don't change. They don't change. Uh, I thought the ISIS girl's mum died of... No, you talk about another one. Another one. That was another one. Don't, don't sort of confuse yourself. Obviously, very confused. The ISIS girl would have been radicalised over a couple of years. No, no, she went there with those thoughts. She didn't need to be radicalised. Such people find it hard not to rant about their beliefs. What was the family doing when she did? Nothing. Well, four years she was away. But her mum did speak to her last Thursday. Hello, darling. You're coming home? I'm trying to. I'm doing an interview with Sky at the moment. I'll call you later. That's, that's how ridiculous it's got. That's how ridiculous. Uh, what attracted you to ISIS? The answer, the way you can go to Syria and they'll take care of you. You're under Islamic law. Yeah, their version of Islamic law. Uh, what about the ISIS beheadings? From what I heard, goes thick girl, Islamically, that's OK. And it's allowed. That's how stupid she is. Uh, what are your feelings on the UK? I think a lot of people should have sympathy for me for everything I've been through. Do you feel you've made a mistake? In a way, but I don't regret it. It made me tougher. I did have a good time there. Good. Well, you stay there having a good time. Because, frankly, I don't want to waste police money and everything else. I'm trying to look after you on the streets of, uh, of London. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> you could stay there. Stay there completely. And uh, what else we got? I'm trying to find something. That was sort of, there's very little... Oh, the Pope has finally spoken out about um, abuse. Sex abuse. It's an urgent challenge of our time. Not of our time. This has been going on for donkey's years. He summoned bishops to Rome to tackle the problems after decades of abuse. This goes back decades. Sounds a bit obvious, doesn't it, really? And so he's asking for prayers. It's got nothing to do with prayers, Your Holiness. It's got nothing to do with prayers. These people, what do you think, prayers are going to solve the problem? No, they're not. But uh, this meeting, which starts on Thursday, will include speeches from people who've been abused by the clergy, of which there must be thousands thousands. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And um, so oh, F Phil Vickery says, what about Jamie, me and Andy? Bromance invaders. Got a lot of bromance going on in my life, Phil, as you can imagine at the moment. And um, uh, listen to you yesterday morning on the way into town between five and six. As good as ever, says my friend Christopher. He says, informative companionable, warm, funny. You're not handing out awards, are you, by any chance? <laughs> and would I be correct in observing a wee bit more laid back? I love it when you keep talking to your producer, trying to guess his side of the conversation. It was like an LBC Harry Corbett and Sooty special. That was my favourite bit. Do you remember the... Uh, did, ev did everybody hear the, the sweep thing? Have we got it? I, f I feel I have to play it because it, I, I, think, I think we need to put a smile on. I'm, I'm so depressed by the news today that this was, this was made by a friend of mine called Dave. And because I have conversations with the people next door, and he'd heard it a few times, he decided that he would try and guess, first guess or even second guess, exactly what was coming back from the other side, what I was hearing. And so he put this thing together, and I didn't hear it for a while. Somebody said to me, have you heard this thing that, that Dave's made? It was the, it was the, the sweep. And I went, no, and we heard it, and I just fell apart laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing ever, because it kind of summed everything up on the programme, that you can be very heavy at times, and then you can be very light, and you can have a little bit of fun. 
and you can sort of take take the mickey out of yourself gently because it is a peculiar way to earn a living where it's not like I've got a studio full of people. I've got people, but they're the other side of the glass. What I've got is myself sitting in it, talking to myself and getting answers. And so what we'll do, if, if we can find it for the other side of the news, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have a look. It's sort of it's hidden. It's a, but it was it was the funniest thing ever. And that's and that's why my friend Christopher likes it, because he likes radio. Um, is it, the funny thing, I was thinking about it the other day, actually. I was thinking about what we do for a living and how addictive it is and how you listen to some people because they all go, oh, I could do your job. And you go, yeah, yeah, well, well try, please try. And, and then you and then you suddenly realise that what you do is so easy. It's, it's not difficult. And so when you've got people the other side that you can't hear. But you, you can kind of play a game, but you have to second guess what, what they're talking about. And that's why that worked, uh, worked so well. So we, we give you a burst of that the other side of the news. Meghan has started adopting a British accent, speech experts have claimed. Uh, they've heard uh, she's been speaking with clear British intonation since her marriage to Prince Harry. OK, y'all. OK, y'all. Does LBC provide tubs of hot chocolate powder, says Gary in the kitchens? No. No, it's the only thing we don't do is hot chocolate. We do celebrity tea, celebrity teas. They're not called celebrity teas, they're specialist teas. And we do organic coffee and tea bags and stuff like that and milk. And then we had that, oh, there's this very odd thing that Dave O'Brien has. It's like something, it, you remember the, the film The Day of the Triffids? Well, he, he bought this, somebody's obviously conned him into believing that this is good for him. So you, you put this shriveled up little thing, which could be him, in a, in a mug of hot water and he's got his own mug. And then it slowly expands to turn into what looks like a sample. And, and then he drinks it during the course of the programme. Well, it's not made a scrap of difference. I don't know what he thinks it's doing, but it doesn't make any difference at all. He'd be better off having a bit of a, a, bit of a Prosecco moment. First thing, I'd like to hear him on a Prosecco moment. That'd be quite funny, actually. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to six. So here's this, this piece, and it's, it's, it's quite old now. But I, I do like it because it, when I first heard it, I had to listen to it about three or four times. It just, it's a bit of lightness in, the, uh, in sort of the firmament of depressing stories about people in refugee camps and rubbish like that. And uh, people being killed on the streets. of another, another two the other day were knifed, I think, in Mayfair outside a club. I mean, really, just absolutely too, too dreadful. So this is the light relief. And this is because what I do on this programme occasionally, not all the time, is I talk to the the people the other side of the glass, but you don't hear them. You can't hear what they say back. So uh, a friend of mine, Dave, put together this thing of what he thought was going on. So it's all, it's a hypothetical situation. So I have the conversation and what came back was this. If we get into a sexist row over men not playing the dame, we're in real trouble. So she's obviously, perhaps she's got something coming up and she needs some publicity. Oh God. Is he very angry still? Really, seriously unhappy. Well, we've had Subo, she's phoned me in the studio and she said, how's everything down south? And I went, it's fine. And so she's sending me a free copy of her album, which is... Oh, that lovely, look. Oh. Aren't you lucky that people care? You won't better go to sleep tonight. I think you're very lucky that people care enough that they're sending you pictures of the woman that you adore. <laughs> Don't upset him, honestly. It's bad enough as it is. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? Oh, God. I have absolutely. I absolutely have. I absolutely have. 
I have. I have. I walked up the stairs. <laughs> oh, I love the way we suddenly forget. Oh, hello. Oh. I clarify, you've never been in my bedroom. I so have. Only for, well, of course, only for a tour. What else did you... Oh, God in heaven. HR, hello. Well, you've removed the Subo pictures. I knew that they were on the wall because there was the blue tack still up there. Didn't you have one of Susan Boyle on the beach? In our broth. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. And also because it goes along with the video of the programme that played it out, of which Dave was <laughs> producing at the time. And the nice thing is that they're all laughing at the same time. And it just makes us laugh as well, because it's it's just a bit of light relief of sweep getting carried away. The two people who we were talking to was the producer, Chris, and uh, and Paul, the newsreader. But it still makes me laugh now listening to it. Dave's such a clever boy, such a clever boy. But uh, that'll get back to him. Now, you watch somebody go, did you know they played that sweep bit again? Steve, uh, 99% of kids walked to school in my day, but there was one posh kid who used to get driven in by his stepdad in a Rolls Royce Silver Cloud. Big deal back then. Big deal now. Deal now, says Ron. Uh, Kevin, who's the celebrity milkman, says celebrity surgeon, celebrity hairdresser. Can I be called celebrity milkman? I do deliver to a famous film director. I think I shall claim the title. You can be our celebrity milkman. And then I think they, the aorta can still dilate as we age and periodic checks. Well, it, it, it grows so slowly, it's not going to make any difference. Not going to make any difference. Uh, Julie from Germany is the one who swoons overhearing Andy Ivy. And said, uh, you and Sweep, the funniest thing. Very hard to track down. Yes, we, we found it hard to track down as well. But uh, it is there. It is there. Connie says, I was so angry when I watched the Shamima Begum interview. She's sick and evil when she says beheading is OK and has no remorse. No, she has She has no remorse. She couldn't care less. She could, I mean, she really couldn't care less. Why would you want somebody like that? But there must be loads of people in this country who probably share the same thoughts that she does. But uh, they didn't walk out of school, did they, at 15? Somebody says, so joining ISIS as a 15-year-old, she didn't know what she was doing. Oh, no, she knew exactly what she was doing. She specifically went over there. She wasn't targeted. She didn't sit there, as I said earlier, and the computer went, bing, message from ISIS, do pop over. Oh, no, 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 she knew exactly. They all knew what they were doing. They all knew what they were doing. And uh, Steve, was that uh, sooty thing? It's not sooty. It was sweep. Sooty doesn't say anything. It was on Mr M show. Absolutely. <laughs> it just makes me laugh now. There's so few things that make us laugh in this day and age. I'm, so, I'm quite grateful when, when we find something. Uh, Holly says, I was asked on a date by one of our customers. He was a widower, told me he was uh, hermaphrodite and it would have to be a lesbian relationship out of necessity. Not being a lesbian, I politely declined. He later stopped taking his testosterone and became a very buxom woman, but with terribly bad dress sense. She asked for wardrobe advice from us girls and is now more attractive, but still sadly single. Will he be popping in to see Mr M on Friday, it being his birthday? I left him a box of chocolates the other day. But uh, I don't think he appreciated it. I don't think he does boxes of chocolates. And, uh, and they, were quite, they were all heart-shaped chocolates, you know, to celebrate sort of Valentine's Day. If you're celebrating your birthday this week, many happy returns of the day. I have to wait till September the 7th. September? I, talk, I can't remember when I'm, when I'm born now. March, thank you. Yes, I knew it was March. Don't need to be reminded of it as, uh, as we enter another year. Uh, Gary liked the clip. It's great, isn't it? I mean, it is. It is good. My golden retriever went mad, says Charlotte, listening to Sweep. It was hysterical. It's great, isn't it? It's just we just need a bit of bit of lightness in this world. And there's so few things. England ace Jamie Vardy. That's the one with the attention seeking Rebecca Vardy has lost thousands in a dodgy car deal. 
Apparently, he and his wife, Becky, chased up delivery of this £169,000 car. The car maker said it hadn't seen a penny from this other company, and so he paid £40,000 deposit. It appears to have gone. And uh, the, uh, the bloke, because they've actually had to call in police... Uh, accusing this man of fraudulently using their money. He said, I've got a cash flow problem. Yes, yes. People always say that. Oh, guess oh, guess where? Guess where? Is the top place for tax avoidance. Never guess in a million years. Noreen, put your fingers in your ears. Yep, it's St Albans. St Albans? I mean, why they would say St Albans, I don't know. There were 24 disclosures of unpaid tax per 100,000 people. Uh, others making the top ten include Slough... Milton Keynes and Bournemouth. There you go. See, Twickenham not in there. Not in there at all. And here's a picture in the paper of Sheridan Smith. But uh, fans of Sheridan, you're going to have to wait until Christmas to see her sing live. Agony after that airline collapsed, even after, even after I said to people, please don't go to the airport, please don't go there. Unless you bought tickets for another airline, you know, then there is absolutely no point at all. Um, uh, cry BMI, thousands stranded. A crash was on the card, says the Sun's travel editor. That's exactly what uh, Simon Calder said on LBC over the weekend. And also the princess. This is Princess Margaret. What they're doing is looking at Princess Margaret's life. And she was very friendly with, um, with a man called... Wait a minute. I'm going to have to find it here. Um, um, I can't remember his name. He was, he was very well known, actually, for... How can I do this politely? He was particularly well endowed. In fact, so well endowed was he. His name was Bindon, somebody Bindon. But he used to hang beer mugs on it, on his appendage. And uh, Margaret liked this. It was all... I can't remember what his first name was, but it was somebody Bindon. And um, then, of course, there was Peter Townsend. She had a fling with that. What they've done is they basically sort of analysed where she when she once she realised there was no chance of her ever becoming queen. Uh, she just embarked on lots of relationships. John Bindon. John Bindon. He was a gang. I know he's a gangster. Yeah. I'll try to omit mentioning the fact that she hung around with wrongums. But there again, she did a lot of the time. She um, she loved Peter Townsend, but she had to make a decision whether to follow the uh, the teachings of the family. And uh, because she was she was a bit, bit of a bit of a, a good time girl. And uh, and then so she left Peter Townsend. And sadly, when he died, I don't think she went to the funeral. But that was the big love of her life. Uh, she had loads of other flings with different, including Roddy Llewellyn, who somebody described the other day as Sir Roddy Llewellyn. I don't think he's a Sir Roddy. Why would he be a Sir? What's he ever done? He's only a gardener. I don't ever remember him. He's knighted. For what reason? Where did that one come from? Is that on Wikipedia? Could be made up, of course. I mean, I can't imagine why Roddy Llewellyn would have been given... He was just a gardener. He had a Lothario of a, of a, of a brother called Di Llewellyn uh, and a father called somebody else Llewellyn. But uh, Roddy Llewellyn became... When did he get knighted? And for what was it? Services to what? Princess Margaret. They used to turn up at the theatre again and people used to sort of point and, and sort of basically sort of... I mean, she, she did look a bit foolish, but, you know, that's nothing new for the royal family. Uh, Steve, good morning from uh, Kerala in India. How's everybody in the family? Well, they're still living. 
So that's always a good sign, I think. I, mean, I always say if you, if you wake up in the morning and you open up the papers and you look at the obit column and you're not in it, get out of bed. It'll be worth enjoying the day. Uh, Jan in North London, thank you so much for playing that again. It was so wonderfully funny. I know. What's even nicer is when you watch it on the internet and there's all that, a whole studio of people laughing in there. So clever. So clever. And Craig says, I never liked Sooty. It was, that wasn't Sooty. It was Sweep. Sooty never said anything. <laughs> sooty never said... Well, I don't remember him ever saying anything. I have got a Sooty and a Sweep at home, but there again, you know, that's the way it goes. I was always told it was rude to whisper. He obviously had things to hide. I should imagine he did, but Sooty was the star and, and Sweep was, was the sidekick. I was looking at them and uh, Sooty was Prince William and Sweep was Harry. That was it, I think. Steve, listening even earlier today as I'm on my way to London for an interview. So wish me luck, says Phil in Northampton. Depends what, what sort of interview you're going for. But uh, just as long as you look smart, your shoes are smart. You know, if you've got scuffs on your shoes, get, go and get a, some polish. Get, get them polished up, make yourself look smart. You know, it's always worth it. Uh, Steph says, we have a law of joint enterprise in Britain. If you're part of a group and somebody else kills someone in your presence, then you're convicted of murder under joint enterprise, even if you didn't actually do anything. I don't think that works in this particular case. I don't think it does. Jihadi brides are guilty of mass murder and beheading under joint enterprises with uh, the ISIS murderers. No excuse to not sentence her to natural life in prison. But uh, I, I don't think that works in this particular case. I'm, I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain that it doesn't, because she says, I just stayed at home. Oh, Roddy Llewellyn, his dad was a baronet, so it got passed to his brother. And then when the brother died, it then passes on. So he becomes a sir. Oh, what a load of old pretentious twaddle. What? What's a baronet in this day and age? I thought that was somebody out of, you know, I murdered the baronet in the library with an iron bar, says Mrs. White. I never played Cluedo. I hated it. <laughs> I never did. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Well, everybody, Steph, no, you are wrong, actually. We do have joint enterprise in Britain, but this happened overseas, of which there was no jurisdiction there at all. Uh, Steve loved the sweep thing. I used to like Rainbow when Bungle said, Jeffrey, Zippy's going out. Well, tip more petrol on him then. Uh, there was, who was it did a gag about a Zippy lighter? And I can't remember what it was, actually. There was, there was something. It was the stupidest joke I've ever heard in my life. Daily Mirror front page, Jihadi Bride. I had a good time. She gives birth, so she says. And begs to come home, but has no regrets. Well, I, I don't think we want you here. I'm sure there must be some law. Uh, plus, Kylie and uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Kylie's 50. Dolly Parton is 73. This is because of the music, uh, musical 9 to 5. And uh, it's packing them in. Bonnie Langford, the show stealer. In fact, just fresh, as they say, out of 42nd Street. Straight into, uh, into that one there. Brian Connolly. Love Brian. It's got at least two of my favourite people in it, which is quite good. Uh, Shamima Begin on her experience with ISIS. I don't think there's any experience, is there, darling? You're just a, a slightly troubled person. Bit bit thick, bit stupid, bit ignorant. And uh, quite clearly, no respect for your parents. Uh, unlike the entire Beckham family, who obviously got on strict instructions. You're going out to one of Mummy's fashion shows. And so Anna Wintour sits there. In, uh, in her dark glasses, indoors. Uh, Dave's wearing somebody else's hair on his head. Harper Beckham's had an Anna Wintour haircut because uh, nothing that Vic likes better than brown nosing. And the two boys having to wear Daddy's fashion stuff, which frankly looks dated, uh, had it been in the 50s. Which isn't good, is it, really? Uh, plus also there, Eddie Redmayne. We like Eddie Redmayne, his wife Hannah. Colin Firth was there. And Gwendolyn Christie. 
I think it's called Beckham Fashion Week, you know, because frankly, there's not an ounce of fashion Easter, fashion Easter between all of them. Strangely enough, Dave, Dave's two sons about to wear his sort of his sort of lame clothing, whereas he doesn't. But there again, that funny hair on his—I can't work out the hair on his head now. I'm 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 not getting to grips with it. <clears throat> but also very rude to wear hats indoors. You don't wear hats indoors; it's bad etiquette. But there again, you wouldn't expect the Beckhams to know that. They are a bit trailer, aren't they, I suppose? Feel good fitness guru Mr Motivator is bouncing back onto our screens and reckons daytime television needs whipping into shape. Yes, believe it or not, Derek Evans is now 66 and uh, he's, he's whipped a few of them into shape before. I think they should do it. We don't do it. We had Mad Lizzie. We had the Green Goddess. In fact, you couldn't move on television without people. I mean, we, sh- we tried to do it on this programme. I tried to actually get round to sort of getting people to do an exercise. And so I said, right, here we go. Today's exercise is... OK, ready? Take, take your cup in your right hand, preferably half full. Lift it up. And put it down again. And we'll do the same next week. OK, so if that's what you want to uh, try. Uh, Steve... Ex-Chancellor turned Evening Standard editor George Osborne is also next in line to become a baronet. So when his dad passes, he'll become Sir George Osborne. Yeah, but Sir Roddy Llewellyn. That was just the biggest pile of pants I've never heard in my entire life. Ridiculous. Uh, Also, Trump uh, begged Japan to nominate him for a Nobel Peace Prize. Maybe not. Maybe not. And uh, Novichok, despite health is failing. Skripal's being treated at home after his condition gets worse, and then somebody flew the Russian flag on Salisbury Cathedral. They're obviously overrunning Salisbury, aren't they, really? Ah, uh, oh, that's right, Fiona. It was Nick Abbott. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One is heavy, the other's a little lighter. You could use that. You could use that yourself. Uh, after 4,000 women, Mick Jagger... It's like going to bed with a prune, isn't it, really, that's turned into a prune. Uh, he's finally got some satisfaction... And uh, he's given up sleeping around. He's 75 because he's had a a cast of many. Melanie, on his reputation, there will always be rumours, but I know what Mick and I have. Well, I should imagine you must do, really. But uh, here he is. I mean, he does look more wrinkly by the day, Paul's. But he's 75. He's allowed to be like that. Oh, the good news is that Britain may bask in the hottest February day on record as a surge of warm air sweeps in. We prefer to call it incontinence. Temperatures could hit 20 degrees on Friday or Saturday in the southwest, breaking the record of 19.7 set in London in 1998. I can do with a bit of heat. I'm sick to death of this blooming cold weather, honestly. I'm a bit, a bit sort of mizzy. And also it's been a bit overcast, hasn't it? It's not as exciting as it, uh, as it could be. And uh, footballer Peter Crouch encountered the age-old problem of what to buy the woman who has everything and left Abby Clancy furious this Christmas. What, lifts in shoes, was it, or something like that? No. Guess what Pete got me, she fumes. A three-metre-long phone charger. I nearly tied it round his neck. Apparently all the rage for travelling footballers, but Abby was particularly outraged that he, that he bothered to wrap it up. <laughs> Who cares, dear? Get over yourself. Uh, Cheryl Tweedy uh, was dancing with Pasha Kovalev on his knees in his last TV appearance. Thank God for that. She can't dance for Toffee, can she? She can't sing either. And uh, what was this one? Was it, was something else. Oh, that's right. Baptiste with Ian Highland. I don't think he'd actually twigged that, in fact, the uh, the main character used to be, in fact, the um, a man called Joseph. Looks stunning on the front page of the Sun this morning. Uh, lots of vegetables on offer in the paper today because apparently we're not eating enough vegetables. 
I don't want to eat enough vegetables. They, they've got this programme on the television with the attention-seeking and very dreary Nadine Dore. Some boring, boring, boring. Why don't MPs do a bit more useful work, you know, faffing around on a NAF television programme with the likes of Peter Andre, if you please. And this is... Oh, she writes dreadful fiction books, the producer. I don't know, I've never never read one, picked it up. I should, but she could probably send one to James O'Brien. He'd, he'd probably enjoy that. You can prop open doors quite well. And um, and they're doing this programme where if you eat all this bad food for you, you feel ill. So they've got Peter Andre, who'll turn up for the opening of a fridge. And uh, he's been doing it as well. And then they've had a few other people. And then Nadine Dorans. Very dreary. Very dreary. Air indoors. Oh, sorry, hats indoors for Brooklyn, Steve. How very Charles I. And you say Dave's clothes are old-fashioned. Yes. I mean, hats in... You just don't wear hats indoors. I'm sorry. That's like sitting in a restaurant with a hat on. I'm sorry. Take it off. Unless you're at a wedding and it's OK for women, but uh, not OK for men. Uh, Glenn says, almost two hours into your fine show and no mention of food, good, bad or otherwise. Please resume the commentary. I don't know what to eat or avoid today. I had toast this morning. I had two pieces of toast. And I bought some... Oh, must have bought it about a month ago. It was peanut butter, but it was co-op peanut butter. Shan't be bothering with that one again. I'm afraid I've obviously trained my uh, my sort of taste buds to enjoy Sunpat. I don't know why. I don't know why. A friend of mine used to have a, um, um, a peanut butter machine. You poured in peanuts and out came peanut butter, which was lovely. Steve, did you fee- see the film The Bank Job with Daniel Craig? Touched on the subject of a certain royal in an uncompromising situation with a gangster on film that they found whilst robbing the safe boxes. I didn't see the film, actually, no. I still haven't watched Lady Gaga. I still haven't seen that film. And there's a few other films which sort of people have said, oh, you've got to see this film, you've got to see that film. And I'd say, to be quite honest, I can't go to the cinema. I fall asleep because I'm that sort of person. So if I'm going to watch anything, it's going to be at home. And then I order, I'm waiting for stuff from Amazon. They're being very lax. There's three, three parcels. We ordered some stuff the other day. That came through. But the other ones from the week before, still nothing. I'm hoping we've not got one of those rogue delivery drivers again, wondering what it is I've ordered. Uh, it's very annoying. Very, very annoying when stuff doesn't arrive. Uh, Daniel, says Graham, is working at Paul Cooper's today. And then this evening, Paul's taking him for a boxing session. Oh, my Lord above. Really? Good heavens above. So, uh, so Daniel, but he'll be there now, I should imagine. <clears throat> you know why? Cause, oh, of course, it's half term. Because somebody said to Paul the other day, they said, will you be taking people on for half term? And they generally sort of get some lads in there who want to earn some money. It tends to be lads, actually, because it's quite physical work. So uh, Daniel working at Paul Cooper's today and then this evening the boxing session because Paul Cooper does uh, does boxing and he gets a number of people there. A lot of young people go because it's it's good. It's good to have sort of something. Nice to hear from you Graham this morning. Uh, see perhaps it would be a sensible idea to have the uh, the death cult bride's baby DNA confirmed. Yes it would be nice to prove wouldn't it that it is her child and they're not just sort of pick oh there you go have that one there. Because I didn't understand why the other woman was holding her baby. I couldn't quite work that out. Normally mothers hold their own children, but could be wrong, could be wrong. And I suppose you'll have to take pictures. Although you didn't see the baby, it was all swathed in all these clothes and all the rest of it. Uh, so, apparently Dave Beckham is the footballer who most female fans fantasise around. <laughs> Tacky. Tacky. Uh, the ballet star who's finally tamed Jagger. The smart TVs and voice-activated assistants who can tell if you're cheating on your partner. I can tell you're cheating. There you go. Solved. Don't need to ask anybody at all. Uh, also, end of the line for peak fares in the shake-up of rail ticket pricing. Because that's good. I mean, do, does anybody, please, 
Help me out on this one. Does anybody understand the rail pricing? I don't know. A friend of mine in Manchester can come down to London for peanuts because he, he knows how to, how to play the sister. Uh, the sister. <laughs> I beg your pardon. He knows how to play the system. Uh, Mr Motivator could be coming back and Britain's richest man who backed Brexit is now heading off to Monaco to save £4 billion in tax. Oh, I'd love to have £4 billion. I don't know what I'd do with it, but... Uh, I just enjoy spending it, I think. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. It's coming up to four minutes past six. It's Monday morning. Good news is trains are going to be empty. Trains are going to be empty today because it's half term, two weeks. How fantastic. Somebody says here, slagging off the Beckham's children. You need to listen. Open your ears properly. Nothing worse than some poor old soul who can't hear properly. You don't wear hats indoors. They're wearing naff clothes. Get over yourself. God in heaven. Uh, Ulrika says, I suffer from alopecia and wear hats. The moment I leave the house in restaurants, supermarkets, as I hate wigs. Well, they don't suffer from alopecia. OK, they're wearing it because it's a fashion statement. OK, uh, if this woman says uh, VL does not return home, she'll never face punishment for what she's done. Yeah, but all right. You have to. I mean, I'm not going to defend her. But what has she done? All right. She's a bit thick. She's gone over there. She's married an ISIS fighter. It's a terrorist organisation. But what has she actually done apart from, apart from that? Apart from the fact she really is incredibly dim. It's not her fault. Stupidity you can't do anything about. But uh, I don't really see why we should have to put up with her. I don't want to come... If she does come back here, her parents can support her. Let them support her. They've, they've sort of ditched her for the last four years. Somebody's got to do something, but uh, we, we don't really want to, want to have to pay for it. If she goes on to benefits, this country is going to go up in arms, I'm telling you. Uh, Donnie says, currently overseas, no problem with the language, currency not proving an issue, climate good and the food excellent. I love the Isle of Wight. It's a great place, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. And uh, Tim says, uh, I've just heard you like some pat peanut butter. We do too. Living in Twickenham, we bypass Waitrose and go the extra distance, get it cheaper from Iceland. Yeah, there's something about the taste of it. it I mean, I've tried the... Um, is it, oh, it's a rare earth or something like that, world earth or something like that. And theirs is actually quite nice, but it just doesn't taste the same as Sunpat. I think Sunpat's got the right amount of oil in it or some, I don't know, whatever it is, it tastes different. It's like, you know, that usual thing, bird's eye fish fingers versus Marks and Spencer's fish fingers. Bird's eye, grew up with them. That's, that's the kind of thing that I like. And what was the other one? Oh, yeah, Heinz tomato soup. I don't care whether there's other tomato soups. That's the one that I like. That's the one that tastes the best. It's like I, I do use all the time Hellman's real mayonnaise. I've tried other mayonnaises. There's loads of things on offer, but I, I do, you know, I, I like to, in fact, with everything, just about everything. <laughs> Steve, at the end of the day, as soon as she departed for a war zone controlled by barbarians, she signed away all her rights to this country. How fitting she wants to come back after ISIS has fallen. I bet you if ISIS flourished, she'd still be there in her element. Of course she would. Of course she would. She's a creepy little nobody. That's what she is. She wants to come back because she's slightly worried that she's going to be a target. I would think she probably is. Probably not just over there. Over here, it's just over there. You don't know where it's coming from. Uh, whole, that's right. Whole Earth. I knew it was called something, Jason. Try Dutchy Crunchy Peanut Butter in Waitrose. I don't... I think I might have tried it. I can't remember, actually, now. I'm, I'm not... I don't eat that much. What I tend to do is buy it, use it for... Then I, then I tend not to, to eat it again because it, it's not particularly good for me. So, all right, well, on your recommendation, I shall go and get some Dutchy crunchy peanut butter today, just to see what it's like. Steve, read the richest man in the country, moving to Monaco to cut his tax bill. If I had £4 billion, I'd get a big house and make a massive bed and never get out of it. I'd be sleeping on the money. £4 billion? £4 billion? I don't know what I'd do first. 
I think what I'd do, I'd tell you what I'd do first. If I won that, that sort of money, I'd dress the AP. I'd find him clothes that fit, you know, so we'd have to, you know. It's not nice language, is it? Honestly, I'm trying to, you know, going out of my, out of my way to be a nice person. I'd buy him clothes that sort of fitted properly. I'd like to, perhaps we could take him to a style guru and see, see what we could get him wearing, you know, so. You know, like when I said, take you to a style guru, he said, uh, take me to myself, Steve. You know, shaken but not stirred. And, uh, and I thought, no, no, because you don't know. You don't know what you look good in. You know what you like to wear. It's whether it suits you. And I'm telling you, that mustard top has got to go. It's got to go. It's too small. It's too small for you. There's not, I mean, I could come in here wearing, you know, a small or a medium, but that would be ridiculous. I would look ridiculous. I went to a Royal Vauxhall Tavern, happy dancing, so loud, off for a swim, says Sue Ann. Good Lord, I don't think we could do with anything loud at this time of the morning. But the only thing you'll hear is the sound of your own feet, which is quite nice. Uh, Dunkirk boats could be sunk by Elf and Safety. This is the fleet of heroic Second World War boats in danger of being sunk uh, because they, they have to improve them. I mean, there's about... As I say, a dozen here, which they've sort of got. Oh, we don't want anything changed yet. Why don't people just leave things alone? Really does annoy me. It really does annoy me. Um, 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 take back jihadis, or they'll be set free, Trump tells the UK. God, blind, we're getting it from all angles now, aren't we? And, um, and a truly poisonous prank, the police probing the Russian flag in Salisbury. Probably Salisbury Cathedral is in the middle of nothing. You go through a gate, and there's Cathedral close, and then right in the middle, bang, surrounded by grass... It's a, it's a lovely cathedral. Really is lovely. Uh, gambling giant sinister tactics. Uh, they say here we've got something called a rebate. If you've lost this, this is the gambling, I think it's uh, Bet365, based in Gibraltar. So in other words, what, what you're sort of watching is on the television, you're watching the person spinning the wheel in Gibraltar. The actual presenters are over here. It's all, it's all, it's all a little bit confusing. Uh, David Beckham and the children wearing their Hovis adverts. At the moment, uh, protect the young or face the force of the law. Social media giants have been warned and turbulence ahead for budget flights. Why do we use them? Because they're cheap because they're cheap. Passengers foot the bill home as the airline collapses. Well, unless you've got insurance, and a lot of people don't bother, you know, and they are they are flying cheap. There's one here. Miss Price from Portishead had paid 240 quid for a return with Fly BMI who she's been unable to contact. They've gone out of business. Hello, are we on the right page here? They've gone out of business. Blimey, honestly. And then, you know, people are posting, oh, so angry, can't get in contact with anybody. Tell me, we've already told you. They've gone out of business. Honestly, I do, I do despair. Also, can you open champagne with a sabre? I've seen people on the television, they can't even open champagne properly. It's not supposed to go bang, it's supposed to go pss- that's all it's supposed to do. It's much nicer. And also a backlash over the first vegan cheese shop. And why is there a backlash over it? Because it's not cheese. They've misled customers. And this is uh, a lady uh, who's opened in Brixton. Uh, and her name is Charlotte and Rachel Stevens. Well, there's obviously two of them. They've got vegan honey. They've got vegan all sorts of things. Within days of opening, they got a letter from Dairy UK... The Dairy Industries Trade Association asking it to stop describing products as cheese because it misleads shoppers. The shop was hailed a success among vegans with dairy-free cheddar, camembert, mozzarella and halloumi 
on offer. We just thought we were opening a little dairy-free cheese shop. But uh, we got the letter. Uh, Rachel became fully vegan this year, said the dairy giant's claim discredits and underestimates the intelligence of their customers. She says, it's clear in the name of our business we're selling dairy-free products. Our tagline clearly states we're a plant-based cheesemonger. There was no response from Dairy UK, <laughs> I should imagine. Do you know that, Poppet? You can get some, uh, some, some cheese, which has uh, not got the dairy stuff in it, which is great. They found um, an extinct frog south, uh, in South America. I don't like frogs. They frighten me. Mind you, alligators frighten me and crocodiles and stuff like that. And drinkers who expect their favourite sparkling and still vintages to rise by a few pence this month are in for a bit of a shock. Supermarkets have increased prices by 25 pence a bottle. More than the 9 to, uh, 9p to 7p rises outlined in last year's budget. I don't drink wine anymore. Well, I mean, I drink Prosecco, but I don't actually drink, uh, you know, sort of Cabernet Sauvignon and stuff like that. Uh, also, why did I have that? Oh, yes, trans athletes uh, are cheating says Martina Navratilova. Uh, she says, hundreds of trans athletes have achieved honours as women that were beyond their capabilities as men. That'll be, uh, that'll be getting, that, getting people going. Somebody has complained about it. She's accused Navratilova of going full transphobe. But then surely, if, if you're a man who transes into a woman, you don't all of a sudden go all feminine and all sort of, you know, floaty-floaty. You've still got the same physical makeup. Haven't you? I'm assuming. Only guessing on this one, of course, you know, seeing as there's too many sort of mamby-pambies out there at the moment. Uh, simply reducing hormone levels does not solve the problem. But there you go. Oh, what can ease the pain of arthritis? Cranberry juice. I always thought cranberry juice and vodka was a very popular, very popular sort of kind of drink north of the border. Has the lady run out of luck? The lady being The Lady magazine. After 134 years, their headquarters is in Covent Garden. Big building, very iconic. And now it's riven by a toxic mother and a son feud. Now a shocked £12.4 million sale of its headquarters has left its still formidable matriarch in utter despair and fears the end is nigh. Does, who buys it? Who buys The Lady? And what, what does it have in it? Perhaps I should know these things. I think that's one for, for Sheila. I think Sheila would like... I've, have I read Tatler? I might have done. I mean, I, put it, I haven't bought it, but I'm sure I have, I've, I've seen a picture of, of Tatler. And, and I, it's like, OK, you are. It's like, is it, I don't know. I don't know. You've asked the wrong person here. I might have to ask Sweep. <laughs> See if he knows who actually buys uh, Tatler. And... Um, uh, Clive Bull was asking if anybody has curbed their spending habits because of fears over Brexit, says Ron. Many said they had, but someone mentioned it seems Steve Allen's still a shopaholic. Well, you mind your own business. Keep your beaky nose out of it. I don't come round to your place and poke my nose through your rubbish and stuff like that. Of course I've got to go out and buy things. I've got to eat. Meridian peanut butter, which contains only nuts, says Linda. Lovely and porridge. Ooh, gonna be sick. <laughs> peanut butter and porridge? Are you mad? Honey. Nuts and stuff like that, or sort of some fruit, but you don't put peanut butter in there. Ah, mm. oh, lovely. Uh, and somebody says here, as you pay your tax on time, doesn't it annoy you when you hear about tax dodgers? No, not in the slightest. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. I always think they always get caught out in the end. No, I pay mine because I'm a good boy. I shall pay my VAT at the end of this month like a good boy. I always do it because I want, I want to keep on top of it. I, it never bothers me. I, I seriously couldn't be fagged. 
to start worrying about who pays their tax and who, who doesn't pay their tax. Really not uh, not bothered about it at all. Uh, after the the news, we'll have a look at the priciest painting in the world. £342 million. Somebody paid for this one. The Salvatore Mundi. But is it a fake or is it genuine? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Love that Sarah Jane May on Sky. Oh, sorry, there you are. I do beg your pardon, honestly. We're just liking her, actually. She's always got such a nice smile. Such a welcoming sort of smile. Do you know what I mean? Did you know that Heinz is 150 years old? Fortnum and Mason are doing commemorative tins of beans and tomato soup at £1.50 each, says Janice. You can't tempt me on that one. I £1.50 a tin? I'd expect four tins of tomato soup for £1.50. Uh, Shamima says John in Birmingham raises this point, which we knew about, left the country using her sister's passport. She's that devious. So she doesn't have a British passport to use to return. Oh, good. Well, there you go. We solved that problem. I'm sorry, any airline willing to take somebody without a passport? No, but Turkish airlines are willing to fly somebody out on a fake passport. I mean, surely somebody must have checked, you know, had a look at it and gone, who is that? You know, I mean, would that not make sense? I'm obviously being incredibly naive about this thing. Uh, Steve, over the last few months, says I spent, I've had a good intolerance. So now always look out for dairy, wheat and gluten-free products, such as... Um, such a pain, but slowly getting my head around it. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want to eat, you can find. You've just got to search for it. Penny says, last week we visited Sirencester in Gloucestershire. One of the loveliest towns and well worth a visit. Very attractive abbey, park and super shopping with lots of decent quality independent shops. Never saw one nail bar and only two charity shops. Oh, God. Also visited nearby Tetbury, about 15 minutes away. Gorgeous place. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm led to believe some lovely places in this country. There really are. You don't need to go to Dubai for your holidays. You can, you can go to Tetbury or... Or Sirencester. But you're right. I mean, to, to go down a high street without a nail bar and a, and, a, and a coffee shop must be an absolute delight. Unfortunately, in Twickenham, you can't move for coffee shops, charity shops and nail bars. Oh, and hairdressers. Hairdress- well, they're just about to open another hairdresser. How many more hairdressers? Dear me. Anyway, if, if you're going out shopping and you think to yourself, well, that is fantastic. That is a Leonardo da Vinci. And uh, not only a Leonardo da Vinci painting, but this is the Salvatore Mundi. And you look at it and you go, wow, what's that worth? I can tell you now, a Saudi prince bought it for £342 million. (coughs) Jaw drops on floor. Prince Badra bin Abdullah bin Mohammed bin... It's a lot of bins. Isn't it? So to go back again. So it's Prince Badra bin Abdullah bin Mohammed bin Faram al Saud, who's the culture minister, bought one of fewer than 20 known paintings by a Leonardo from Christie's in 2017 for the record baking sum. Uh, the picture, which depicts Christ gesturing with his right hand whilst holding a crystal orb, was due to be unveiled at the Louvre. Abu Dhabi last uh, September. But the big reveal has been postponed. Now the painting is said to have been snubbed by the Louvre in Paris, where it was to be included in a major Leonardo exhibition. Art historian and Leonardo expert Jacques Franck has claimed that museum bosses and politicians know that the Salvatore Mundi isn't a Leonardo. Imagine you buy it and go, it's not a Leonardo. Uh, They reckon it could be by his studio assistant, because you got that in a lot of a lot of famous pictures painted by certain people. They would have their their assistants who would paint them, almost as like sort of a learning curve. 
The painting was authenticated in 2008, but leading art figures have claimed the work is not by da Vinci, but by a product of his studio assistant, Bernardino Luini. Leading Oxford art historian Matthew Landris has said, this is a Luini painting. Luini paints just like the work you see in Salvatore Mundi. You see, I think that's incredibly clever. I think that's really phenomenally clever. That you can actually look at something and go, actually, this is lovely. Uh, it's not Leonardo. It's by his assistant. And so now they don't know what to do with it. Now this sort of, I mean, because basically it's useless. It's a very nice picture, but it, it, it's not worth £342 million pounds by Leonardo da Vinci, by his assistant, a quid. It's as simple as that. You know, there's no point in having it. Uh, they've written to the French president, Macron, warning him it would be scandalous if the painting was displayed at the French institution. And uh, so they've said um, no. They were thinking of putting it next to the Mona Lisa. But uh, but not. So we don't know what's going to happen to it at the moment. Prince Badra bin Abdullah bin Mohammed bin Faram al Saud, who's the culture minister, uh, doesn't really know what to do. They're they're sort of stuck with it. I suppose you go back to where you bought it from and go. I'm sorry, you saw. They they would then have to argue that they they sold it in good faith, believing it was. But it seems to me there's no end of experts who know these. Things. It's like looking at somebody's signature. You know, you you do your signature, then somebody copies it. And uh, and people go, it doesn't look at all like your signature. I mean, if, if I do my signature, I mean, it can look like a right dog's dinner, I'm afraid, from start to finish. Because you're all right for the first two, uh, and it gradually turns into Sue Allen, and then it just goes Sue. Uh, Steve, you're joking. Siren, Sester or Dubai? Give you a clue. And as Jean and I are off on a cruise there in India next week. Oh, so not Siren, Sester then. Uh, Lenny Henry had a great line in Chef where he tells Everton that's what cheese is, gone off milk with bugs in it. I think vegan cheese, says Dallas, is a, is a contradiction in terms. You see, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with anybody who wants to eat vegetarian cheese or vegan cheese or something like that. Because you know that the assistant, he um, he sort of claims to be a piscatorian or something. I don't know, I can never remember what it is. But apparently he'll eat anything. He wears leather shoes, doesn't seem to bother him in the slightest. He likes, uh, he likes you know, Stuff like that. But of course, you know, for the purposes of this programme, he's a Piscatorian. And so he sort of goes out there. So, of course, it becomes incredibly difficult because I don't know whether or not he's all of a sudden going to attack me because I talk about eating meat. And I did have some steak the other day. Actually, although I probably shouldn't have upset him. And, uh, and so he sort of eats what he eats at home or when he goes out. I've got no idea. Because most menus in most restaurants do not cater for either vegans, vegetarians or Dorians. <laughs> And so they don't, you know, there's always a very small little menu, isn't there? What would you like? Oh, we can do a baked potato. Actually, which I had the other day in Costco. A baked potato with cheese and coleslaw. More coleslaw than cheese, but that's another thing I'm complaining about at the moment. Uh, also, also, um, 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 the big fight this weekend at Haydock Park. And what sort of people go fighting? Well, I've got a rough idea. Uh, plus, uh, time for Dame Joan Collins to have the movie. The movie. She's 85. I mean, I mean, seriously, I don't know how she looks like that. She looks that good. 85. Very, very good. Um, so the Beckhams, the ballet star, Anthony Joshua. I don't know why these uh, people who've got more money than sense go there and they go, oh, because this is a person who does this sort of... So they're scraping his skin off with a knife, whereas, in fact, he just use a, a facial scrub. I thought he'd known about something like that. And uh, Megan has started to adopt a British accent. I don't know why, why people would worry about that. Uh, somebody says 340 million quid for a fake. I know. But you have to go by the experts, don't you? Imagine, though, actually having 342 million pounds in the first place and going, I think, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't, 
I don't know what I'd do. 342 million. Where would you keep art like that? You'd never get insurance. Never get insurance. People would be worrying about it. And also a roast. More toxic than city fumes. And who cooks a roast every week? You lot do. You cook roasts every week. They did it the other day. A roast dinner is more more toxic than all the fumes that come out into the city. Because I'm desperately worried about this fume. Because I've walked around in the city for years. I should do a bit of walking later on. And it's fine. But uh, I don't sort of don't sort of worry about it too much. I don't sort of think, oh, I've actually got a roast. And that's because I don't, I don't cook a roast. If I was going to cook a roast, I'd go and eat in a restaurant. Much easier. Uh, Steve says, Mike, regarding the ISIS bride wanting to return to the UK and use the NHS... Well, yeah, she will be using the NHS, of course. Just had a child. Well, we're assuming she has. I think we'd want the DNA checking out. You can't just say, oh, yes, this is her baby. These people might tell lies. I don't know. I'm a fully paid up UK citizen retired. Oh, and by the way, she hasn't, doesn't have a passport. She's got the one she's using of her sister. Totally illegal. She should be arrested immediately. Ridiculous. But uh, if I live in another country for over six months, says Mike, and return to the UK, I lose my entitlement to NHS treatment unless I pay for it, plus 20%. How does that work with her and others returning? Well, I don't know. You've, you've, you've taken me into a different, uh, a different cul-de-sac on that one. I don't know. No, we aren't sure that's true, actually. So wait a minute. If I'm, I'm a fully paid-up UK citizen retired, if I live in another country for over six months and return to the UK, I lose my entire... Well, how would they know? <coughs> how would they know? I mean, if, if I went to live in, you know, Las Vegas or something for six months and then came back, I would just walk into an NHS hospital and get treatment. It's as simple as that. That's that's what we're doing. If you've, you've got residency, if you've denounced residency here, well, then quite clearly. But yes, and then you. But uh, you know, I, I don't think you're quite right on that one. So um, you, you you pay for it, but only if you've moved out of the country and you've and you've. But she's still got. Well, she, she doesn't have a passport, does she? Because she nicked her sisters. That's how devious she is. That's how, and they're expecting, or she's expecting us to trust her because she's a poor little person. People should have sympathy for me. We have no sympathy for you. I'm telling you this categorically as a fact. No sympathy at all. What you've done is you've run scared like the child, which we know you are. But uh, you weren't radicalised. You weren't coerced into doing anything at all. You sorted out on the internet. You went over there. You thieved your sister's passport. You thieved as well to get the money to go there. And then for four years, your parents totally wiped you out. Why did they not come and get you back? You know, you're a very naughty person. And the school should be prosecuting you as well. You can't just opt out of school. It doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. You might have your own little set of rules, but you want to come back here, you're abiding by the rules of this country. But uh, now that you've done that, who knows what you are. We're too not, really not sure. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Coming up with uh, Nick Ferrari this morning for breakfast on LBC at 7 o'clock. As jihadi bride and new mother, Shamima Begum, calls for the public to be sympathetic towards her. The Times newspaper has found another child who tried to journey to join ISIS wasn't even prosecuted. Why haven't we taken the issue of child radicalisation seriously enough? He'll also bring you the latest on Theresa May's plea to fellow Conservative MPs to back her over Brexit and speak exclusively to the author of the explosive new biography of Jeremy Corbyn. Plus, he'll ask if the Duchess of Sussex is right to call out Britain's universities for being... Too male, too pale and too stale in 2019. <clears throat> Excuse me. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari this morning from 7 here on LBC. I was in a steak restaurant the other night, says Mike. And a person on the adjacent table asked the waiter, do you have a vegetarian menu option? Oh, yes, said the waiter. You can go eat somewhere else. Seems fair enough. They don't seem to have to worry, do they, about, uh, about, about catering for vegetarians? They sort of go, you know, there's a couple. I think there's a salad or something. 
<laughs> that it? Is that it? Uh, Steve, you wouldn't have to worry about somebody nicking the painting in Saudi Arabia because if, if, if you're caught, you wouldn't be picking up anything ever again. No, the, there is that. Re- uh, regarding her return to this country, Ms Begum, she's got every right under the current laws, which is wrong. The laws of this land need to be brought up to date to reflect the evils that now exist. Yes, when these laws came out, we didn't have things like ISIS or you know anything like that. A decision can't be made by emotions. If that were the case, we'd end up with a Trump-like individual as Prime Minister. I'm still waiting for our Prime Minister to say something on this woman. So far, stum. Absolutely nothing at all. Nothing at all. Colin says people from the Caribbean suffer this fate. The doc writes to you, and if you don't reply or go into the surgery within a year, they strike you off. Now people have to give their kids addresses, so the letter comes, they can inform the parents. Been like it for years. Well, there you go. And somebody says, uh, re-NHS entitlement. If you spend over six months living away, you're an expat. Yeah, if you move back, though, you're not, aren't you? So, so that's, that's, that's the point of it. I would have thought. I'm only guessing, of course. I don't like to prove to be right each and every time. Uh, end of the line, the Times say, for uh, peak fares in huge shake-up of the rail pricing. I wish I understood it. And that story which came up on the news, which Nick Ferrari is going to be looking at today, a teenager caught. Mind you, so bearing in mind, Miss Begum stole her sister's passport and travelled abroad on it. That's how simple it is. But this teenager here was caught as she headed to Syria to become a jihadi bride, was never prosecuted, despite police finding a cache of extremist material, including plans of a key target for Islamic State. The girl, 15, was hauled by police from the fight flight as it taxied on the runway at Heathrow in December 2014. She was the fifth school-age girl from Bethnal Green in East London to attempt to join the terrorist group, and the only one not to be successful. One of the others, Charmaine Begum, also 15, was on the same flight but managed to travel to the newly declared caliphate undetected. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it, really? Seriously. It's, if it wasn't so sad. But, uh, anyway, she was tracked down last week by the Times. I wonder why. I wonder why they actually sort of tracked her down last week. What happened there? Uh, after Miss Begum's plans... And pleased to return to Britain and provoke a fierce debate. And she said, yes, a lot of people should have sympathy for her after she gave birth to a boy in the camp. She's named her son Jera after her first son who died with her daughter Saraya when she was living under Islamic State rule. She told Sky News that she still didn't regret travelling to join jihadists because it had made her a stronger, tougher person, adding she'd had a good time. Yeah, a bit of a jolly. You know, we've seen some severed heads and heard of executions, but that's what happens under Islamic law, she says. Analysis of phones and devices linked to the fifth Bethnal Green girl, who cannot be named for legal reasons, but is now an adult, uncovered plans of a government building among a plethora of extremist material, including ISIS propaganda that portrayed killings. I mean, really, it's just, it's, it's a joke, isn't it? It is absolutely a joke. Uh, the fir- forgotten BBC drama, first to be remade for Japanese television. Also, um, talking about this stink over the vegan Cheese shop. I mean, all plant life is here. The bakery chain Greg's, as you know, launched a vegan sausage roll, prompting the television presenter Piers Morgan to describe the shop's owners as PC-ravaged clowns. I love it. I absolutely love it when Piers Morgan says something. It's so hilarious. Uh, Laura Goodman, head chef and co-owner of Carlini in Albrighton, Shropshire, resigned after receiving death threats over writing a post online about spiking vegan food. And the pizza chain, Papa John's, was accused of serving cheese to vegans. We want a chance to put this right, 
Pepper John's have said. But I didn't think it was cheese. I thought that was the whole idea that all this cheese that's on pizzas is sort of like some rubbery concoction. It's not. It's not what we call. It's not what you would know as cheese. Ridiculous. My friend Patrick's no longer with us. He's an expat. Ha <laughs> ha. And uh, Steve, you said earlier you didn't like frogs, alligators, or crocs. You could tell that by the way you reacted when Julia Bradbury told you about the crocs climbing trees in Australia. I know. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Uh, Mina says, we cater for vegans at weddings, parties and restaurants. I know. I mean, I, I think it's a huge market. And also, there was I was watching the Four in a Bed programme, which I do love. I do love. If, if, if I actually sort of catch it, I, I do like it. I don't go out of my way to, to watch it. And, um, and they had a couple there who had a, um, a bed and breakfast place. But they didn't do full English. They didn't do a full English, which I always thought was something else. But they, um, no, so they, they only did a healthy breakfast. But they would do scrambled egg and mushrooms, but they didn't do bacon. They didn't, they didn't want to do it. And nobody complained about it. Well they, well, they did complain about it. But then when it came to marking, they actually quite liked the food anyway. So I think it's a big growth market. Not for me, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be averse if somebody came in and started sort of, you know, serving me vegetarian food or suffer piscatorial. I mean, it wouldn't make any difference at all. I'd, I'd still eat the thing. Steve says, Joe in Acton, we don't want that trash and her brat back here. She knows perfectly well what she wants. Let her rot there. Well, I thought she wanted to come back because she wanted the baby to be born here. Well, the baby's now been born, so there's no reason for her to come back. She can stay out of there. But I was was quite concerned about the fact that her baby was being held by an unnamed woman who was fully clad in the the full burqa. And um, as I say, why is the mother not holding the baby? They obviously weren't keen to show you. Probably because at some point somebody is going to be sort of saying, I think we need to check, actually, whether or not, you know, she did have this baby. Because we don't know. We really don't know. Uh, Steve, your producer is correct to say the lady will be eligible for treatment if she moves back here permanently. We shouldn't let her back into the country. She hates us, says Mary. Oh, well, that's why she left us in the first place. Of course she hates us. Of course she does. That's why she's a big fan of these uh, of these people who go out murdering. She's a big fan of it. Uh, also, the brother of two British teenagers killed whilst fighting with jihadists in Syria has been stabbed to death in Brighton. Abdul Deghaiz was found with knife wounds in the passenger seat of a Volkswagen Polo that had crashed into another car on uh, Saturday evening. He died in hospital. His father uh, spoke of his great shock at losing a third son after Abdul's twin, Abdullah, was killed in Syria two years after their brother Jafar died aged 17. They believed to have been fighting with the Nusra Front affiliated to the Al-Qaeda. A fourth brother, Aymer, also travelled to Syria and is believed to still be fighting. I mean, honestly, it just gets from bad to worse, doesn't it? Uh, more graffiti. This is the second time, I think, that they've actually done it. Uh, on to the, um, the Karl Marx Memorial in Highgate Cemetery. It's been daubed with red paint less than two weeks after it was damaged with a hammer. Are these sick people going round cemeteries? We need more CCTV. And uh, the global elite like to spend a lot of their time in hotels, which may explain why they want their their homes to look like hotel suites. But uh, the best place to get level of service is a hotel. Sales of residents attached to or serviced by large hotel brands is booming. In fact, you can uh, the Four Seasons service residences in Grosvenor Square. Uh, the Mandarin Oriental residences as well, and uh, Mayfair Park residences. Uh, they're all there, and people like spending this sort of money. And so what, what you do is you, you live in, in your own flat, but you're serviced by the hotel. Sounds ideal. 
<laughs> Sounds absolutely ideal to me. I could think of nothing nice. You just pick up the telephone and go, I think we'll have some peanut butter on toast. Because I, I can't imagine just how good it's going to be. You know, if you actually get peanut butter on toast from a top London hotel like the Mandarin, you know, I, I would really want to, uh, I would want to savour that. And uh, I've also got something coming up very, very nice for you before the end of the programme. So I should tell you about that in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Ten to seven. I'm, the reason I'm excited is the fact that the kids are on holiday for two weeks, which is fantastic. Is peanut butter vegan or does it have dairy, says Ian? It's vegan. Yes, you're all right with, with peanut butter. It's just peanuts, I think. So we can have that. We need to remove expat from the English language. If a UK citizen leaves to live in Europe, they're an immigrant, just like the people from Europe coming to live here. We just think it sounds nicer. Yes, I mean, most of our lords are so antiquated. They went out with the Doomsday Book, I think. Anne says, if this bride lied throughout, why not lie again to get home? Exactly. You cannot trust her. She is a compulsive liar. It's got nothing to do with babies or anything else. This is the excuse to get back here. She wants to just sort of, she's decided she's had a bit of a mess around. And uh, now she's got baby. So she'll be getting benefits, won't she? She's not been in contact with her mother. Well, I think Thursday last week, we've we've got the mother saying... Uh, Thursday last week. So four years, mother had no no contact at all, which is very odd. Uh, did you put in a bid for Beckham's Range Rover at the XL Classic Car Show this weekend? Apparently had £100,000 worth of extras put in it. Uh, all Fisher Price. Any idea what it went for? No, no, I don't believe in buying celebrities' cars. And, uh, and Tanker Driver Phil says, my ribs are still aching because I watched all three episodes of The Dinner Lady's Diaries. Victoria Wood, very good. I loved it. The funny thing was, of course, they never cooked anything in that kitchen apart from toast and uh, it's wonderful dolly and jean having a bit of an exchange when jean puts down the magazine and says all this dieting is a load of baloney what's the point of making yourself miserable only to fall underneath the bus the next day and dolly says well i could but you couldn't fit under a bus yes i mean i'm I'm going to buy today the box set of dinner ladies because I i think it was worth watching i thought it was just it was simple gentle just nice you know we don't get a lot do we uh eight minutes to seven i have an offer for you today. Uh, I'd like to raise some money. I've done quite well so far. can always do with a little push, a little bit more, uh, because I'm going to give you the chance of donating to our charity, Make Some Noise, but I'm going to offer you something in return. The chance to go into the draw to win seven nights transatlantic cruising with Cunard for two people on board Queen Mary 2. This prize... You will sail from Southampton to New York or vice versa. It makes no difference. We, we can fly you out there. You can do whichever way you want to go. Uh, you'll be given a deluxe balcony stateroom and you will cross. I mean, you don't get anything more iconic to New York or back to this way with Cunard's flagship Queen Mary 2. Uh, unique and timeless voyage sailing aboard the world's only true ocean liner. Once you've seen the size of it, you will then seriously know that size means something. Seven unforgettable days of indulgence and discovery, a wonderful dash of glamour, unhurried and dignified. Your chance to uncover an experience as exciting as it first was in 1847, now with the finest refinements at sea. Uh, Service and celebration only offered, and only this class, with the transatlantic crossing by Cunard. The prize includes all meals, entertainment, deluxe balcony stateroom... And flights are the tour from New York, depending on which way you would prefer to sail across the ocean. For your chance to win a transatlantic cruise on the Queen Mary 2, text CRUISE, capital letters, C-R-U-I-S-E, and send that to 84850. 
So cruise eight four eight five zero. Voluntary donation of just three pounds from every text. Somebody's got to win it. A voluntary donation of three pounds from every text goes straight to our charity. Make some noise, helping to change young lives. You've got until six p.m. On the 1st of March to enter, standard network rate supply, and you need to be 18 or over. You're playing across the participating radio stations and regions, and all the rules and the details about those date restrictions are at lbc.co.uk. So text CRUISE, C-R-U-I-S-E, capital letters, and send it to 84850. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, that's nice. I've never been across the Atlantic on a, on a liner. I've seen I've seen film of it. I thought, wow, I could I could do with that actually. I just I take I just take myself. Steve, hurry up with the dinner ladies box set. I bought mine last night from Amazon. Said there were only three left. Oh, don't worry, I have, uh, I have other places to go to as well. Uh, thank you, Phil, very much indeed. Front page of the Daily Mail: New ISIS girl sensation. I'm just a housewife. No, unfortunately, dear, you're not. You're deluded. You're simple. You're not educated. You didn't complete your education, and you're a bit thick, and nobody wants you back here. That's the message we were getting this morning. People should show sympathy for me. Sympathy for what? We didn't make you go there. You, made, you went there in your own esteem. You nicked your sister's passport. You stole to get over there. Why, why, why should people have sympathy? You're having sex with paedophiles. You know, for goodness sake, why is it our responsibility? Nobody want, nobody's got sympathy for you at all. Nobody's got that. Uh, the Times. End of the line for peak fares and huge shake-up of rail pricing. And police who stopped ISIS bride found terror plans. But they didn't do anything about it. Obviously, nobody's educated the police recently. Uh, the Daily Mirror, the ballet star who finally tamed Jagger, he's had 4,000 lovers. You not think that's a bit of an exaggeration? You know, they go, oh, how many? Well, I don't know, quite a number. I mean, he's 75. He doesn't, he doesn't know all these things, does he, really? Well, I don't think so. So it's interesting that Chris, my friend who lives over in Spain, he says, we have a green rescindicia card. So consider ourselves residents of Spain, not expats. So does that? So wait a minute, Chris. I'm confused. So does that mean that you get all your medical attention in Spain? You don't need to get it here, or does it mean you don't qualify for it here? That's that's because they 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 live over there, but they have a place here as well. So let Chris, let me know. You've only got a few minutes, and I'm sorry to throw it on you at the last minute. So can you come back and use the NHS because they've been over there for quite a while, uh, or do you just use? The medical services in Spain, because uh, my lovely friends, the late Bryn and gorgeous Annie, over they were using the the French hospitals. Their little cottage. They said they were lovely, really, really lovely. Uh, front page of the Sun: Beeb Trans Star. Fellas always hit on me. Not at all surprised. Not at all surprised. And the uh, the headline of the teenage jihadi bride Shamima Begum uh, with her baby, but she's not holding it. It's being held by some other woman, so we don't know if it's hers or it's not hers. Sympathy, you must be kidding, say the sun. Uh, also, the telegraph, show me some sympathy. She's, sympathy for what? I don't quite understand what we're offering sympathy for. Well, because you're stupid. I don't know. I really don't know. I can't, can't work this one out at all. Uh, also, Sunday lunch should be boiled, not roasted. And uh, passengers marooned after airline collapses. Well, I mean, that's the, we did tell everybody. And I think every other media outlet was doing exactly the same. Uh, Steve Coogan in The Guardian. Why Britain needs Alan Partridge again. Aha! Uh-huh. It does. Also, outrage over racist graffiti on boys' home. And uh, the woman says, I made a big mistake. This is a woman who called for the blood of Americans to be spilled. Has told The Guardian she now deeply regrets her 
actions and the customers scramble for fly BMI refunds. It is entirely possible that some people will not qualify for refunds, depending on what card you put it on. And uh, that, as they say, is just about it this morning. It's amazing how that story, it, it's, it still seems to inflame people, doesn't it? Still people not very happy with her at all. Mike from Finchley says, have you watched The Good Place? It's so funny, your ribs will hurt. I've never had anything that my ribs will, will hurt on. Uh, right. Uh, as long as we're fiscal residents, we can access the Spanish health care. He says we're entitled to Spanish health care. Yeah, but can you use the NHS? Can you fly back into this country and use the NHS? That's... Yeah, we're, we're actually guessing no, but because we, we have to go, unless you can get something through really fast. Because before I go, time to let you know what's coming up on my free podcast for today. On the little bit extra, I'll tell you all about the Beckham Fashion Week currently taking place. It used to be called the London Fashion Week, but now the nation's most talented family have managed to make it all about them. Also here where I uh, think it seems that OK Magazine will publish pretty much anything these days. Some of our best-known desperados... Uh, and bullies have been trying to flog stories to them lately, and they're all seemingly succeeded. Plus, I've got the beach look for 2019, courtesy of Duran Duran, Simon Le Bon. He's wearing skimpy trunks. I don't think they're meant to be skimpy. My little bit extra is available very shortly on the LBC app and on the Global Player app as well. As well as listening to LBC. Uh, oh, by the way, Chris said yes, they can use the NHS. Coming up at 10, in for James O'Brien, the first of this week's guests, the Labour MP... David Lammy, but right now with breakfast for this uh, for this Monday morning here on LBC. It's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am. 